Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Hey, I got five kids to podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, right? Yes. Absolutely perfect. perfect. That's it in the episode. I was trying to find the divorce one, <laughs> but then we would have had to record a whole episode, and now I found an easy out. We don't even have to do it. Consider that a podcast. I don't know. Yeah, we can podcast for you wholesale. See uh, what the podcast director, right? Exactly. There you go. There these go. people podcast. <laughs> of course, this episode marks the return of fan favorite character, Yarnel. Yarnel Schwarzenegger. Yarnel Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Arnold's brother. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Griffin Newman. Oh, I'm David Sims. Uh, this is a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. We are hashtag the two friends. It's a mm-hmm. competitive advantage. No other podcast has that going for Sorry it. about it, guys. Sorry about it. Sorry about Threat. it. Our we show got, is four friends. I know. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> but we got two. We got two of you today. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I know the two of you are friends and podcasters. We are. But I just don't want you creeping in our territory. No, no. Consider us not creepy. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. In this climate, oh boy, hard to, hard to find men who aren't. I know? love dating our uh, podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, the day we're recording this is the day that Charlie Rose has been outed. And uh-huh. This episode's coming out June of 2020, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're banking up. It's coming out after Justice League Three. Yes, yes. which is uh, the one that's re- retooled around Booster Gold. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a podcast about filmographies. Filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce, baby. Is that Yarnell? That's Yarnell. Not Arnold. So you can't criticize me for not being a good impression because it's not not an impression. It's a different character. It's Yarnell. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is a mini series on the films of Paul Verhoeven in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's called Podship Casters. That's what we called it. <laughs> that is what we called it. We, that's what you called it. To be that's fair. what I called it. <laughs> I just didn't object. I pulled rank. <laughs> yeah. I didn't open it up to the listeners. <laughs> nope. You I just made did the it. decision. Yep. Um, and today we're talking about, uh, th- this, is, this is definitely. His most successful film, I think. Really? Hmm, I don't know, In terms actually. of your numbers? Yeah, let me look it up. Basic Instinct did really well. Good. Um, but uh, a, a Just very, above Basic Instinct. 119, 117. Oh, wow. okay. So good for it. Uh, a, a, very, a very large budgeted film and a very successful film mm. uh, called Total Recall. Mm-hmm. And as It's about they, Dennis Quaid going to Mars. It's about Dennis Quaid on <laughs> right? Mars. Yes. Yeah. Right. He never got to make the Total sequel Recall, with the Randy. Dennis Quaid story. Yeah, yeah right. right. This was originally called National Lampoon's Mars Vacation. <laughs> Randy called him. He's like, the, the star fuckers are out there. You have to go. You had to get your ass to Mars. <laughs> he was on that like 30 years ago. <laughs> right. He just kept it real tight right. for a while. He, just he settled for Canada. that away. <laughs> he thought Mars travel was going to present itself by now. Um, well, our guests have done an incredible job so far because they've talked before we introduced them, which is what we like at a guest. That's what oh we my want. God. That is what we want. And okay, if they good. don't do it, we usually try to prompt them a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they are podcast hosts themselves. We are. We host uh, We Hate Movies, which is a podcast about crummy movies where we have a little bit of fun with it. Though. Yes. Like it's crummy movies, but you have fun with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which this show, we're deathly serious. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. God. And we've never covered a bad movie ever. 
Right. But this is this is a movie that uh, you guys, uh, I was asking you sort of the criteria of how you decide what, because one man's trash is another man's treasure. Of course. And one woman's trash is also another woman's treasure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, non-gender binary trash can belong to anybody and be repurposed as Are, treasure. Do you need help getting out of this bit? Yes, 100%. Dogs watch out. garbage too. Dogs watch garbage and those cats can then de- deem that garbage to be treasure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, pirates. All right. All right. D- <laughs> search for treasure. I had a hard out. Sometimes they're digging and they find garbage instead. It can go the other way. True, true. I'm saying I, my, I don't even see the walls here. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking outside the bun. This is what he's always like. All the time. Yeah, yeah. This isn't me struggling. It's always good when I have other podcasters on. It's me on cruising altitude. <laughs> Um, but but some people like some people I think incorrectly go like oh that movie is like so corny is like corny as fuck it's like so funny yeah this is this is legit a good movie I think this is legitimately a good movie it is a little corny but it's okay. good it's it's a little corny because it's a it Paul Verhoeven science fiction it's an Arnie movie from like and right. it's Arnold right in Arnie 1990 Ooh, oh he, this is prime but everyone cut, knows exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing in this and mm-hmm. and Verhoeven's a guy in this movie, he really kind of figures out how to frame Arnold. I yeah. agree. It's a perfectly pitched Arnold. He understands exactly what's funny about him. Because this is, has he done Twins at this point? Yeah, this is after yeah, Twins. This is, this is after an twins. 80s movie through and through. So he's done, he's gotten a comedy out of the system. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was, which he was obsessed with. Right. Uh, he, doing, he right, wanted he to do a comedy. He does his Ivan Reitman comedy trilogy. <laughs> this is probably the last brutal Arnold movie, right? Because this <laughs> is after... Good- after Cobra, uh, not Cobra, I'm sorry, after Commando, yeah. after uh, Predator, obviously. I'm after, trying to think. Predator well, true, is 87. True Lies gets kind of violent, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. I mean, also, you kind of got those, like, the weird late 90s, like, end of days, yeah. like, where he's sort of, like. Oh, we covered tra- that one. Trying to go sure. hard R again. Sure. Right. Collateral Damage. Eraser. Yeah. Collateral Damage. I've never seen Collateral Damage. Collateral You're Damage fine. was the 9-11 one, right? That was the one where he well, plays I mean, a like, firefighter and he, had to get pushed. Right. Yeah. And he kills someone with a pipe, I believe. Uh, I've seen a I YouTube remember. clip. Cliff Curtis is the bad guy. Okay, and good it's for that, Cliff. Like, yeah. <laughs> someone's like, oh, well, your family, because his family's like killed in some sort of attack similar-ish uh, to 9 I'm sorry, Andrew Jupin and Stephen Sadak. Oh, those are <laughs> yours. Those yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized we never introduced yeah. you guys. Andrew Jupin, Sadak, yes. Uh, uh, from We Hate Movies. Yes. yes. We're thrilled to have you on. Oh, Thank you very so much. much. Yes. Thrilled to be here. And we're going to talk about Total Recall. Total Recall. We're doing it. We're talking. We're talking. Jumping straight into it. You're right. I mean, you just said like a brutal Arnie, but like this is about as brutal as Arnie gets because it's Verhoeven. Yeah. Anything can get. Yes. Yeah. This movie, I mean, it, it's just, I, I've thrown out this quote already in the couple of uh, Verhoeven film, uh, films we've already covered. Right. That he always claims he doesn't understand why people think his violence is so over the top. <laughs> he sure. goes like, I'm the only one who's showing violence as it is. Mm-hmm. There he is. And you watch this movie and A, no blood has ever looked like the blood in Total Recall. Sure. It literally looks like strawberry syrup, right? Every oh, time yeah. It's thick. It's like goopy. I love it. It's bright red. It comes red. out in arcs. It yes. flings. It's, <laughs> it's flinging yes. blood, man. I think that he's It's got- like Splatoon or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like artisanal squibs that he's yes. using. Like yes. Has Dutch yes. squibs that is <laughs> right. Brother made, like yes. they don't look like American squid. No, no it's like a hundred bucks a squid. Yeah. It's so expensive. He's like the Pollock of, of <laughs> fake blood. You know, he's really like, and the arcs of where the blood goes, how it moves, the mm-hmm. speed it moves at. But then also just like the the moment. I mean, it. it yeah, hits I know a crescendo, what you're referencing. The yeah. arm of the chair. The, the arm yeah. of the chair with oh. the, oh, the screw. God. Yes. Yep. 
and then he just puts the in the guy's face for a second, which and is you essentially see it for a hot second. Right. It's like a reprisal. It's like an encore of the. Um, uh, the Clarence Boddicker yeah, uh, information uh, spike. final move. <laughs> yes. But that's like the denouement of the movie. And in this, it's like, that's a random grunt. Yeah, it's and like it's just, Scientist 4. It's <laughs> one of seven kills in that minute. It's ridiculous, though, because it, it gets to the point of like almost superpower. Yes. Like, there's no way just Arnold can do that to a guy. That's like Jason Voorhees shit. Right. Like, right. That, that screw arm of the chair, or whatever it is, goes like through this dude's skull, like right. from the bottom of the chin. With and it's such not even ease. sharp. It's, 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 it's a blunt, it's dull. Flat. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. yes. Right. It's basically one of those long IKEA things that's like <laughs> yes. integral to the yeah. chair. You know, right. you put it in at the end, you yeah. know, and it's like. How does this even a fit? But it fits. It's like a little greasy, yeah. even though it just came out of the box. <laughs> Those things also, they're kind of tricky because you look at the design, you look at the instructions, and you're like, I don't think I need to put this <laughs> on. That's right. Come and then on. you don't. And you're like, I'm not sitting on this chair, <laughs> right? Arnold is making people into Malin in this movie. Like, I yes. swear to God. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's the interesting <sighs> thing about Boy. this movie, too, is I feel like out of the, the American uh, English language studio system for Hoven movies, this is weirdly the most sincere like every other Verhoeven movie is kind right, of eating like, its own tail sure. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and commenting on the the tropes of the genre and, and all of that deconstructing it right but this does that by the design of the movie yeah because when you get to this point of like there's no way this guy could kill people in that way mm-hmm. that's the central question this movie keeps on coming back to yeah sure. mm-hmm. that he's having fun with which is like is it a dream right is right. it is the movie like this because it's a Paul Verhoeven Paul movie Verhoeven is just gold member yeah. That's or, just... right yeah it's it's gold member yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is this movie like this because it's a Paul Verhoeven movie or is this movie like this because it's about a guy who thinks he's in a Paul Verhoeven movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting though because that's one of the reasons I think they said Dan O'Bannon who was one of the writers mm-hmm. on this hated this because he excised all of his satire sure. oh, in favor of yeah. Arnold's violence and smashing things because he didn't think that Arnold could do the stuff that the original script was calling for. Yeah, because it's definitely, it's a lot less uh, a verbally satirical than RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Which is more overtly comedic well, and deliberately mm-hmm. so. I mean, you know who the original star was attached to the Dan O'Bannon Ronald Shusset? Richard uh, Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. Right. That sort of like, makes that's sense, a different though, movie. That's, right, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this was why when they announced that they were doing the Total Recall remake, I was like, all for it, as long as you cast Paul Giamatti. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. room yeah. to remake this movie mm-hmm. but cast a schlub mm-hmm. and play well, they that They could have cast Colin Farrell from The Lobster. That would have worked. Right, right. Yeah, he's right. kind of yeah, fat, yeah. horrible yeah. bosses. Yeah, exactly. right. yeah. But that's the problem is like in the story, it's like a real everyman, like mm-hmm. yeah. as far away from action heroes you can get who gets thrust into this. Right. And Verhoeven went the complete opposite direction, which is like cast the most obvious action star right. and have that lead into the question. Well, is it a ruse that this guy ever was presenting himself as a construction worker because yeah. clearly he's the star of an action movie. Right. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger or is that the wish fulfillment element of it? So there was like a way to make a more literal adaptation of sure. the original story, but then it's just a fucking Len Wiseman movie like, yeah. with Colin Farrell looking great. <laughs> I mean, getting Len Wiseman on board was probably mistake number one. Mistake no offense one. to Lenny, yes. but yeah. you know. God, now I'm just picturing Paul Giamatti in Total Recall. Right, you know, wouldn't it be good? Get these people yeah. here, Cohagen. <laughs> God damn it, Cohagen. Hey, good Giamatti. Great oh, Giamatti. I, I would love that though. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yes, that would be great. But like, I could give you a list of 20 people who mm-hmm. would have been interesting in a Total Recall remake. And even from like a serious end, you go like, what if it was like Paul Dano at that point? Yeah. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. 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 You know, 
what if it's like a serious it's like, Paul Dano and he works in an office and he's bored rather than he's right. like a blue collar guy or whatever right. but it's the same yeah. basic take or right. undeclared yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Hunnam versus King Arthur Charlie Hunnam exactly, sure. exactly. Sure. you can surprise sure. us yes. it can be like a she's all that where he takes off the glasses <laughs> yeah, and you're yes. like oh my god yeah. this guy um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah originally it was a Dreyfus picture and it was yeah, more yeah. of a, a satire. But th- this well, is the problem. You give Arnold Schwarzenegger hopes and desires and that's not something. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. his hopes and desires should be either meeting out justice or whatever his robotic brain tells him to do. Like right. that's kind of. <laughs> I, right. Yes, I agree. Yes. Or finding Danny he's DeVito because he loves him Best so at playing a robot. <laughs> yes. And, I and, mean, obviously. And he's and, never been able to read on screen as a real long-term thinker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Sure>. like, <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger is always you know, very immediate objective-based. I, I do. I love Arnold on the video screen in this movie. Yes. You know, I oh, do yes. love oh, spy that Arnold. Arnold. Yes. I want to meet that he's Arnold like, in hey, this movie. how you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, you know, like, he's, he's 90% of the way to being like a real person in, I think in those. Really I think that's good closer to really yeah. him. It's like, we're yes. going to go fuck right. at the Ronnie Cox's house. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what Arnold oh wants God. to do. Right. Ronnie yeah. Cox threw some Arnold and Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Oh, it must boy. have been a nightmare in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but also, it doesn't make any sense, though, that he's unhappy in this situation. No. He, one, he looks like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And he's married to Sharon Stone. No, that's, right. And did you see that apartment? That, what are we talking that about? That is right. my biggest problem with the whole movie is that he's married to Sharon Stone. So yeah. you're like, what he, like what drudgery is he escaping? Right, he should have been married to Paul Giamatti. <laughs> you know, that's, Jesus. That's how you set it up. So, no, but that's that's the thing. Like, because and like Sharon the, Stone yes. is just mind blowingly attractive in this movie. It, and it's like, insane. It's peak. Yeah. It's like the peak. Uh, yes, it is. It she is. she looks wonderful. She's also really good. She's I really love her. Yeah. Like, and this is the star making. I love the turn right? on I mean, a dime stuff she does. Yeah, this was sure. her breakthrough that leads to her getting cast in Basic Instinct, yeah. which mm-hmm. makes her a massive movie right. star. I mean, she'd been in um, something, hadn't she? Like, uh, no, no, I want to look at her filmography. What did she been in? Hey, Police Academy Four Citizens on Patrol. I'm sorry, that was her breakthrough. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> was she a romantic uh, Bobcat in that one? Or no, I think that was David Spade. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. David was... Spade romance Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, apart from that, not much. She was in. Uh, King Solomon's Mines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, sure. That was one of the uh, the was Indiana it, Jones try. Is that try Richard hearts? Chamberlain in that movie? Yes, that that's right. right. And yeah. she was in the sequel, Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold. That's I have right. Not seen those movies. And she was in something called Cold Steel. All right. Anyway, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, so yeah. So this is a movie. Dan O'Bannon and Ron Shusett. Uh-huh. Shusett. You know, the alien guys. Yes. Right. They get the rights from the living man, Philip K. Dick. Mm-hmm. He was still alive at one point in time. Yeah. This was uh, before he was dreaming of electric sheep. Exactly. Yeah. To We can remember for you wholesale, and they write this script. There's a documentary, and, uh, I remember, like uh, outlining the entire development process from the old DVD. I don't know if it's on the Blu-ray still, but they, the two of them talk extensively about the fact that they read the story. Right. And Philip K. Dick was starting to get adapted more, and they were like, this would be a great one. Yeah. And it was literally like two dudes who bought the rights for like $15,000. Yeah, they went over to Philip K. Dick and they're like, right. hey, wow. It was like yeah. still kind of like a homespun kind of right. like scene where you could like find a good short story yeah. and like put together some money from uncles and like, <laughs> and they made Total Recall t-shirts and they just spent oh. like eight years trying to get people oh, to make this movie. poor guys. Yeah. So Dino De Laurentiis gets involved, which is often a bad yes. sentence. You don't yes. want Dino to get involved, maybe. <laughs> He's uh, the, the epitome of borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Like, right. yeah. Exactly. Yes. Three steps behind financial all of the time. Right. Yes, of course I'll produce your movie. <laughs> yes, my, my, come right this way. My niece needs to be in it. You know, it's always like you know, here meet Samantha De Laurentiis. You know, she's she's gonna be. Um, so 
Richard Dreyfus is attached. <laughs> <laughs> he's fully attached. It's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. And then he drops out. Whatever. He wins an Oscar. What is the timeline here? Because there's one. This is like the early 80s. Because there's a about. bit of info that I know about them writing this movie that's like a Shoot. cinema blessing. Uh-huh. They're writing it and they were like, this is going to be really crazy with all the effects and the sets and everything. And they didn't think that movie production was capable of it at the mm-hmm. time. So they stopped for a bit. And in the meanwhile, they wrote Alien. So like that actually that makes sense. That's really right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. luck? Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, that's it's crazy when you hear those things. But Alien was like a world without Alien. I mean, that'd to be get wild. themselves out of like writer's block or like <laughs> yeah. the limitations at the time. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Because he worked. They also worked on uh, Dark Star. Dan O'Bannon at least yeah. did. Yeah. You know, they were like uh, sci-fi guys. So they were pushing the bleeding edge. So the Dreyfus <laughs> thing must have been early, right? Because if it's right after he wins his Oscar, he wins early eighty. He wins for the Good Boy Girl. Yeah. Which is uh, 80, oh no, sorry, 77. Right, oh. yeah. Um, he looks like he's 52 in the and he was the girl. Youngest. He was actually like 28 or yeah, something. Yeah, he was the yeah. youngest Best Actor winner until Adrian Brody. He's got Brody. gray beard. Yeah. The, anyway, he looks whatever. older than Roy Scheider in Jaws. <laughs> like, he really does. does. He, he totally actually does. does. This is his dad. Roy Scheider looks like an old football in that movie. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> you really, that's Griffin's sweet spot. Old football. That he, all right. At one point, the movie's going to be made. Bruce Beresford, the, yes. the great, the great Tender Bruce. Tender Mercies. Uh, yeah, Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Um, he's going to make it with um, Patrick Swayze, maybe. Okay. Who I can see. Yeah. yeah. I can see and, Swayze. And he's kind of it. the bridge between Dreyfus and Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's sort of the midpoint of that evolutionary chart. I, yes, that's the, accurate. The man is starting to gain some posture. <laughs> the, the abs are taking shape, is the idea. He's losing hair, definitely. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Body hair, yeah. Um, but eventually, Cronenberg gets attached. Right. And he's the one who comes up with Quato. Of course, that checks out. Which is our, yeah. 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 the least surprising news in the world, where he's like, what if there was a weird little old man baby inside someone's chest? It's the best part of the movie. Uh, ben loves Quato. Producer Ben loves Quato. Producer Ben loves Quato. Ben Deucer loves Quato. I do. You also love Gummo. What about Watto? 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 No, I don't like Watto. Guano? Guano? Guano, though? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Producer Ben likes to get Blotto. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Okay, fine. He's that's drunk true. right now. Uh, he is He is a fuckmaster. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, he's also our finest film critic. He's a poet laureate. He's a tiebreaker. He's a dirt bike Benny. He's a birthday Benny. Uh, he's not Professor Crispy. And this is a rumor that circulates, and I just have to bat it down. It's not true. It's not true. And I'm not. You know, we've done like 130 episodes. You've batted it down. <laughs> I don't know. It keeps on All bubbling right, fine, up. Fine, Carry on, please. Get There's this no over truth with. to this rumor. <laughs> He's graduated certain tells over the course of different miniseries, such as Kylo Ben, producer Ben Kenobi, Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben Sate, Say Benny Thing, Ailey Ben's with a dollar sign, uh, War Haas, sure. Perdue Bane, yep. and Ben 19, the Fennel Maker. That's right. <laughs> I wonder what your Verhoeven name will be. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> Hello, I'm here as well. I'm excited to discuss the little man, baby, stomach, baby, man. You fuck with Quato. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So so Cronenberg works on this movie. He claims he did 12 drafts of it. Okay. And then finally the studio said, you, this is the Philip K. Dick story. And he was like, yeah, isn't that what we were doing? And they were like, no, we want like Indiana Jones goes to Mars. And he was like, you know what? I don't know that we're going to make this movie. So he drops out. (laughs) Yeah. Dune comes out. And De Laurentiis, that flops. And De Laurentiis right. is like, fuck it. I'm not making some weird Mars movie. Uh-huh. Like, no, it's not going to happen. So then Schwarzenegger swoops in. He comes in first. Mm-hmm. 
and persuades Karolko to buy the rights for $3 million. And he says, I'll take a $10 million salary, which is low for him. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and I have veto power over everything. Director, producer, screenwriter, like everything. This was really his first big so blank check So he picks Verhoeven because yeah. he liked RoboCop. When can you I mean, start? <laughs> exactly. Good taste. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary Goldman, who's the guy who wrote Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. he comes mm-hmm. in, he writes the final screenplay. So he's credited too. And, and Verhoeven. And he gave you the whole story. There yes. you go. That's and Verhoeven and they shot it in Mexico City, the whole thing. That's cool. Yep. Uh, crazy budget. Like uh, 60 million, something like that, which is a lot for, yeah. for 1990, man. Yeah. Yeah. 89 yeah. making yeah. it? Yeah, totally. It's beautiful looking. Like every shot it's has something interesting in amazing. it. Amazing. Like, yeah. Chew How on for a while. Good this movie still looks. I, I, it looks awesome. Yeah. This movie looks so good. I, it's very vaporwave. It is very vaporwave. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. It's got I, a great score. Yeah. It's got a great Jerry Goldsmith score, mm-hmm. which I love. It's he said this was like one of his favorites. Yeah. It's really which good. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, you motherfucker. Don't get angry at him. He's dead, right? Oh, he's he died long pretty dead. recently. Yeah, long, no, dead. long dead. Okay. Well, I mean, if you give me like over a year, you're long dead. Yeah, no, he's, I, yeah, I he's long dead. You're right. He's, he died a while ago. Uh, Della Reese, long dead. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Really, you're really hitting the day so that people. That's can I'm trying it out. to do sure. the news yeah. of the day so people. Uh, can Jerry Goldsmith died 13 years ago. I call yeah, that's long, long dead. dead. Can I can I call what R. I think R. his last movie was? Oh shit! Ooh. Well, let me find. Let me yeah. Go ahead. Do you have it pulled up? Uh, I mean, you're gonna guess right now. <laughs> I'm not going to give me a second. All right, go ahead. I think it's Looney Tunes back in action. You are correct. Wow. However, Oof. little side note. Uh-huh. Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, his Star that? Trek Nemesis score is the year before. Ah. So Looney Tunes is 03. Mm-hmm. He had a score for Timeline. Oh. Timeline, the Richard Donner movie, which yeah. you guys... Certainly, good. it's on yeah. there. We got in trouble for making fun of Paul Walker once, but right before he died. No, no, so, no, no, no. We made we made the jokes, and then he died. Well, and, we're like, oh, don't do not worry about Paul Walker. He's doing just fine. And then he oh, did boy. not do Look, just fine. Yeah, it, it was like what a year and a half before the death. Sure. But then you sure. know we'll have people like last week, like uh, guys, they find you know like, what didn't play right. that Paul Walker joke, and I was like, you know, the show's been on the <sighs> air for a better part of a decade. Like, boy, oh, that's, boy. That's the weird yeah. thing. Anyway, like, uh, he wrote a yeah. score for a timeline that was rejected. You do what? not reject Jerry Goldsmith. Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> And Brian Tyler did the final score. Now, no shade to Brian Tyler, but <laughs> yeah. come on. Jeez. Someone's a legend in that sentence. Someone is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Brian Tyler is your guy where you're like, Jerry Goldsmith just sent like like a bunch of, you know, chords. <laughs> we, Brian, we got a week. Timeline's about time travel. And he's like, sure, I'll whip something up. He here. just sent me a packaged copy of the Gremlin soundtrack when he crossed out Gremlins and wrote Timeline. <laughs> Oh no, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> Roar. Wow. That you was know, impressive. Do you know he quotes his own Gremlins theme in uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action? Uh, no, you clearly know the Looney Tunes score inside and out. It's a good score. Sure. But uh, there's a moment in the film where they're trying to pick which car to take. I see. And I think Bugs is taking the good car, uh-huh. and Daffy and uh, Brennan Fraser are left taking a gremlin. <laughs> what a trio! <laughs> they gotta take a gremlin, yeah, I, and they're I, like, "I'm uh, left with this car," uh, and then the score plays. Uh, wow, I bet that really played for eight people. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a midnight screening of Looney Tunes back in action. back when it was like for real midnight. Like for there, was, real. there weren't no seven p.m. No. Yeah. screenings. I, right. I saw a twelve a.m. <laughs> screening of Looney Tunes back in action on a Friday night. What? was that movie for? Like, what was the that, right age for that I think that, that movie? was the question. I'm yeah, going right? to tell you. Yeah. It was the age of the person who saw it at midnight. 14-year-old Griffin Newman. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. It must have been pretty cool putting 
putting your feet up on the seat in front of you in the empty theater. What was the crowd like? Do you remember? Me, my two friends, Oliver and Louie. I remember a couple being there who made out through most of the movie. (laughs) Checks out. All right. Checks out. They had fun. Yeah. I think that might have been it. Did you like it? Did you walk out and you were like, four stars? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a fucking masterpiece. (laughs) Giordante rules. Total Recall. Total Recall. So they make Total He picks, because I guess he tested for Robocop. No, he wouldn't test for Robocop. But they he wanted was, him. He yeah. was considered for Robocop, and he was like too big, like essentially. <laughs> right. So they were like, all right. But he, he liked Robocop. He says, Paul, make this movie. And Paul's like, I'll make it. It's going to be violent. He's like, sounds great. You know? I like it. They gave me so much money. <laughs> My brother has squibs from other movies. <laughs> and this feels like Verhoeven really like testing out a lot of new special effects technology. Mm. You know, this yeah. movie is a this real sandbox for him. These are incredible. Insane. Mm-hmm. There's so many corners. And like every five minutes this movie turns a corner and yes. you see something visually like, whoa, holy shit. And also the plot goes, whoa, holy yes. shit. Yes. And you're just yeah. like, okay. And you kind of keep going on this in this crazy ride. By the end of it, like, you're, is it a dream? Is it or not? It's just like, I don't know how I got here. You got to like, roll with this movie. Man. This is not this a movie where you put your foot down and no. you're like, this is what this movie is like at the beginning. No. Because no. by the end of it, no. This movie trucks. And and I, it's weird because I, I own it. Uh, I owned it on DVD before I upgraded to Blu-ray. Nice. I had it was uh, a great, great transfer, a gentleman's transfer. <laughs> Looks good. Um, but I was rewatching it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't think I've watched this in full mm-hmm. in like 15 years." But yeah. I feel like I crack out the disc like two or three times a year <laughs> just to watch certain scenes uh-huh. because I am mm. so in love with the aesthetics of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, once or twice a Get year... ready for a surprise! Put in the disc just to rewatch <laughs> yeah, the, the exploding yeah. head gag. It's yeah. awesome. Because it is, I think this is my favorite practical effects movie ever. I love animatronics, mm-hmm. and this is like peak animatronics. Right, well, yeah. it's because it's kind of the end of animatronics, yes. so they really mm-hmm. It's they perfected the They're art close. before they start like kicking it out. Right, yeah. right, right. That and like uh, uh, model building for Ooh. exteriors, oh, which exteriors was like the last so time yes. they did this... In who who knows how many years? I'm sure they've done it since then, but for mm-hmm. a long stretch, it was like no, 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 computers mm-hmm. and like matte painting, the, the, like mm-hmm. the yeah. alien artifact, the like oh, weird yeah. giant column things, yeah. Yeah. and and even the CG, like the the what do you call the X-ray scene? This is amazing. Which was like one of the biggest yeah. CG scenes at the time. Yeah. It was and like was this is the breakthrough in CG. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I read some article about that where they were like that took forever. Yeah, it took and like it's just a year for that. Right. You know, right. Running it's around. kind of useless too. It's not like a car- it's not like Jar Jar Binks walking yeah. around. It's right. literally right. like we just want to add something to the shot where it's kind of cool how we Futurity. find out he has a gun. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. But it also still looks good because the thing that Verhoeven gets, and I think it's a sign of good filmmakers right. is the movies that age the best are the ones where they don't try to be literal minded mm-hmm. or like awesome in depicting the future they take a strong stylistic stance I also just love the future like there's no we don't start with like it is 2084 no. like bloody 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 no he's just like I always wanted to go to Mars and she's like Mars and you're just like right <laughs> people I guess people go to Mars here right. great and you then, start the movie like, on Mars you, the opening you start the movie on, on Mars, Mars. Yeah. they one up that with her line though because she's like Mars why don't we go on that Saturn cruise? Yeah. And I was like, fucking Saturn cruise? When everyone talks about this Saturn cruise. I'm yeah. like, can we have a Saturn sequel? Like, yeah, Because you know, totally. the recall guy, too, is like, you really want to do Saturn. Saturn. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, is upselling like, Saturn. What's well, weird, because, like, I was trying to, like, I, while watching it, I kept on going, like, what is Mars analogous to in our culture? 
Like, is it kind of like Long Island where it's like you have the Hamptons and it's really ritzy, but mm. also like a lot of it's Long Island? Sure. Like, sure. Because it's got like real yeah. highs and lows. Like there's yeah. a real elite kind of like come to Mars, mm. rarefied it's, it's air. It's dialed right. up, right? Where it's like, right, you can live on another planet in the absolute lap of luxury, but there are these mutants. <laughs> so right, you're going right. to have to I will look say at this them. movie doesn't give you enough. I mean, there's so much in this movie anyway, but yeah. like. I do want to see Fancy Mars. We never see right. Fancy Mars. Yeah, we don't Mars. see a lot of Fancy Mars. You see yeah. the Hilton a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Which is a nice looking Hilton. Sure. <laughs> the, in and around the Hilton. Right. I right. mean, but the Mars shit doesn't make any sense because no. like, it's like a, basically a big room. There's a tunnel <laughs> yeah. and cars to drive through the people. Like so there's no streets, <laughs> right. you know, so the cabs just kind of weave around. But that's what's kind of charming about right. it. Though, it's kind of cute. It's not perfect right yes. it's still shitty yes yeah. which i feel like in reality is what would happen when we eventually start colonizing mars it's like well it's only 2084 it's still kind of shitty yeah. we built like three neighborhoods yeah like, yeah like, exactly you know, yeah. one of them's really bad by the way. <laughs> yeah don't go there <laughs> Two out of three and bad. the yeah. cars <laughs> should just kind of yeah. figure it out right. i don't know but i feel like if we ever got to see cohagen's party that's oh, where like God. the He's... coke fucking yes. is. You know I mean, what I mean? It was just Ronnie Cox's party. So <laughs> yeah. We're really besmirching Ronnie Cox's name. A Maybe he man. was a nice man. Yeah. I, I just realized this movie is kind of uh, uh, critic proof and criticism proof because you go like, well, the Mars stuff doesn't really make sense. It's like, yeah, but is that the point? It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's all a dream. Right, right. Oh, it's poorly written by the recall people. <laughs> <laughs> Not us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this movie starts on Mars. Does. Straight it's up true. starts with a, a beautiful, a like fucking John Ford Vista of Mars, <laughs> and these cool spacesuits, and uh, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure, uh, who I will we never, know him, we love him. I will never not be shocked by the first close up of Arnold Schwarzenegger in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It doesn't matter how many times you've <laughs> yeah, seen you seen it. Like, look at that guy. That yeah, guy you're just like that's normal. a fucking mountain. That's <laughs> yeah, a big man. Even just his head is like carved. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's the architecture of him is so bizarre. Um, so yeah, so we're post twins. Yeah, we're this post is the twins. same year as Kindergarten Cop. Mm. Okay, so he's fully in comedy zone. Yeah, very much so. Because Red yeah. Heat is the same year as Twins, which oh, is also yeah. kind of a funny movie. Yeah, he's yeah. hanging with the Belouche. Uh, well put. And uh, turn, and then of course next year is Terminator Two. Wow. Yeah. So and this movie was a huge hit, and Kindergarten Cop's a pretty big hit. So it's sort of like you know this is he is he's at his peak. Yeah. And annoyingly, yeah. there is comedy in Terminator Two. Uh, there is. You don't like the comedy in Terminator 2? Not especially. It's like I, my favorite comedy of all I, time. Love, <laughs> I love that movie, but man, when they're like telling jokes, I need the vacation. No, you don't. You're a robot. <laughs> That's dumb. Why do you all know right. what a vacation is? You need it. That's true. The vacation <laughs> line. Sure. <laughs> they could have cut that. That's fine. My thing is with this, the first thing in this movie, you do, you wake up, you ne- wake up next to Sharon Stone. I mean, you're uh-huh. an Adonis. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. And you say that you were dreaming about somebody else, and she's just like kind of more okay with it than not, but still pissed off. Well, like, doesn't doesn't he say like I had the dream again? And yeah. she goes like the brunette was, was yeah. the brunette there? Like yep. they've talked several times. They seem to have a nice, admitted. you know, relationship with a lot of communication. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like what the fuck is this guy complaining <laughs> yeah. about? He opens up to well, her about dreaming about other his women. His job she's cool is that he stands the next to Robert Costanzo and just sort of like goes like this with a jackhammer for like, all day. I don't and, know. And like, for how heightened and stylized and over the top this movie is, there is no moment more extreme than Arnold Schwarzenegger with the jackhammer. Yes, it's, it's so intense. Weird. It is. It's it intense. is insane. Verhoeven has never come up with a more subversive image in his entire career than just a glistening. He Arnold looks Schwarzenegger. more inhuman than Tony at it's that insane. point. Like it's just like what are you talking about? Yeah, he looks right. 
I also just love that he's like jackhammering and he's like, hey, Harry, you know what? I'm going to recall. And he's like, why are you, the construction zone? Everyone's black. No one can right. hear each other. Right. Why right. would they be talking right now? Right. Hey, you heard of that recall? And he acts like he's just one of the boys that he looks the same as Harry. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, Robert Costanzo, who is a perfect sphere covered right. in hair. <laughs> I love Robert Costanzo. I just love looking at him. He's an egg you rolled along the floor of a barber shop. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but then you just have Arnold there, Jack Cameron, going like, ah, the old nine to five grind. <laughs> I would love it oh if he God. like jumped on top of a brontosaurus. Look, it's very Flintstones. It's very, 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 very Flintstones. What are they drilling? It's just a hole. Yeah. It's yeah. just a giant hole. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, but anyway. he's just got he's got kind of a malaise. He's not even like depressed. Yeah. His Everything, life isn't bad. He's just in like a midlife crisis. This kinda. is why the Giamatti is really you're right. selling me just like <laughs> this. Yeah, that, that's the noise. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and he on the subway, which is full of CRT TVs. <laughs> yes. He sees an ad for Recall. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is a great. I love. It's a classic Philip K. Dick idea. Like. Right. Ugh. Who wants to actually go to Mars? But right. you can think it went to Mars. Right. It'll be great. And that's, I mean, that's a thing Verhoeven really nailed in this movie, which he nailed in Robocop, but he has a bigger budget to do it here. The, is, the, like the ad. Like the well, just of, the omnipresence of screens yeah, yeah, and yeah. how personalized yeah. and sort of um, conversational everything is. The ads, the newscasters, there's that great design of the uh, the TV in his uh, kitchen mm-hmm. uh, dining room wall yeah. oh, that then right. turns into like the windows. Yeah. I also like the phones, the weird little phones yeah. with the like, the thing you push. Oh yeah, it's a little like, like, yeah. like slat. Little you sort of like fold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that was still like when people in this time were like, you know, in the future, we're going to love video conferencing. Right. Yeah, yeah. FaceTime is fucking miserable. Right. It's oh, a miserable hey, experience. After hey, <laughs> <laughs> listening home, David's pretending to do FaceTime. <laughs> we also be walking in the street like this. I'm like, are you fucking crazy, I man? I can't stand it. it. Insane. I yeah. can't stand it. I've, that is that's nuts. Anyway, yeah. people do crazy things. It's like taking a picture with your iPad. That's the other thing. That <laughs> you know, people who are like, oh yeah, you'll get that. Mm-hmm. My my phone broke uh, when I was at Disney World. Congrat- <laughs> oh, congratulations! And I, I was. Hey, I'll admit it's a humble brag, uh, but my phone broke, uh, was how, totally How did dead. it break? Uh, it just like died? I was doing the iOS update the day before uh-huh. I got on the plane and then it wouldn't finish. Oh. And it was stuck on the load screen and when it would run out of battery reset, it would do the same thing and it would never finish the iOS update. Oh my God. So it was like a total brick and it took me four days to get an appointment at the Apple store in Orlando. <laughs> So for four days, like, I was going there to talk about it for the podcast to do an Avatar Land episode. Uh-huh. So I wanted to get pictures and shit, and I was the doofus walking around Avatar Land with, with a iPad. full iPad <laughs> taking photos online. Wow. I had no idea. And everyone kept on giving me love Because we haven't recorded that episode yet. No. But well, people you heard know, it months ago. Yes, they did. You're in, like, a, a larger-than-life space. Yes. You need a larger-than-life device yeah. to take pictures <laughs> yeah. of it. I, I mean, we- look, it's the floating mountains of Pandora. People are astonished by me with an iPad. <laughs> when Boy, you do, you went high. When you use an iPad, do you have to, like, drape yourself in a cloak? Like you, you, it you, does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're un- like a Deadwood <laughs> photographer. Yeah, all right, one. everyone. That's the only way you can yes. do it. The whole still will be done in two minutes. <laughs> me and Monty Montgomery walking around. <laughs> oh, Monty Montgomery. Good shout out. Thank you. Uh, um, total recall. So he goes to recall. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. But I was just going to say, th- this movie very early on sets up the sort of like, 
it's it's a friendly screen culture, mm-hmm. and it's also a very consumerist culture. Mm-hmm. But the advertising, everyone's like fine with all the advertising. Yeah. They're fine with all the products around. The brands seem really friendly. Like everyone's yeah. just accepted. Like, oh, but it's so nice. Yeah, like I'm sure. fine with all of this. It's a nicer future sci-fi world than what RoboCop sets up. Yes, right. But, but it also yes. pushes it even further though. Like where capitalism is literally selling you your air, right? And which this. is a great idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an awesome idea. Right, and selling you your reality. Like, yeah, yeah, right, sure. right, right. Yeah. They can now just sell you a better life, so you can be content living your shitty life, <laughs> being married to Sharon Stone, <laughs> being a perfect-looking man mm-hmm. with a great apartment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love the whole thing. Where and he's... excavating a tomb on the or whatever yes, the hell you right, do. Right. I think it's some sort of mummy excavation. Oh, they see. just don't yeah. talk about it, but that's what's going. That on. was left out from <laughs> yeah. earlier drafts. Yeah. You get to be best friends with Robert Costanzo, oh, which is God. cool. His life is perfect. Yes, it's pretty perfect. Yes. Um, so he sees Robert Costanzo is the Sharon Stone of best friends. <laughs> no question. Sorry, I should have said that faster. Anyway, carry on. Uh, so he sees this ad, and he's he's goes on to the recall. Hook. Yes, right. goes to recall. And immediately is like, look, I'm all about Mars. I keep on having this Mars dream. I love brunettes. I love that guy. Right. Uh, I, who is he? That guy's oh, The recall salesman. Yeah, he's oh, he's yeah. good. He's yeah. on point. I think he's that's just John a, Cho in the sequel, but like it? a bleach blonde John Cho. Uh, oh, that's boy. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> a rad. I think the kids like that. <laughs> I watched the first like 15 minutes of that movie and fell asleep. It just I, uh, looks so boring. I yeah. own it on DVD because it was a trivia prize. I've never watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's, I feel, what happens with 90% of trivia prizes. Yeah, they, they go just, unused. They yeah. just, I haven't watched the Lorax either. It's just sitting there. We became good friends through <laughs> Doing trivia. this trivia night that oh, we go nice. together, Videology in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, of course. And for a long time, the prize was you could pick a DVD from the shelf. Mm-hmm. And the DVDs that were off offered as prizes. It was the ones they wanted to get rid of. It sure. was Maybe they like had too many copies. <laughs> old new releases. Yes. <laughs> right. So things yeah. that were new releases yeah, well, four to six months ago when they yeah. needed six copies of it, but now they only need two. <laughs> well, you can never have enough copies of the Lorax. That's though. what it was, though. I mean, I think I have It's an eye-grabbing cover. It's all <laughs> orange, the big mustache. We we were we were very good at trivia and we'd win a lot. And at a certain point Humble the break. bit would be like Humble Rack. The bit would be, are we just going to start collecting multiple copies of the same movie? Sure. Because right. <laughs> I think someone on our team got like five copies of uh, Dark of the Moon. Oh, yeah, sure. They had a lot of Dark of the they Moon. They had a lot of that. Ooh. Eep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is Arnold's favorite scene in the movie, by the way. That's what he said, was this scene with him and whoever the, the guy. The jackhammer? No, <laughs> no, the guy, uh, the recall scene okay. where, he's, where yeah. he's talking to this guy and it's like kind of comedic. And I think that's to, to your point. Like That's sure. what he's trying to, he's like, I can do comedy or I guess, right? It's like a fun new toy to him. Like he's <laughs> like, I can make jokes, <laughs> you know? He's like enjoying that. Um, I'm trying to, f- I think it's. And, and there's the good Ray comedy Baker? here too, which I, I think he know. plays pretty well of him sort of now he's being sedated mm-hmm. and he's trying to give his answers about yes. his picadillos mm-hmm. while like being kind of drugged and foggy. Yeah. yeah. And yep. this woman's sort of prodding him. That's the other yeah. thing. This you movie, know what? He kind of nails that delivery of the, uh, what's it? I forget, debauched and demure, yes. but it's not those words. I can't, right. you know, yes. But yes. you know what he cannot get out fast enough is when she's like, uh, orientation, and he's like, hetero! Yes, hetero, hetero, hetero. But I will say for this, for this movie's, to this movie's credit, like for being in 1990 where a lot of like really awful jokes would be there, there's no joke there. Yeah, that's true. And there's no joke later when he's dressed like a lady. 
It's not like Agreed. it's not dude looks like a lady. It's That's like, true. And he wears it well. He, he does. Really and yeah. he keeps it on for a good chunk of time. He does. does. And you know, we'll get we'll get to the moment uh, wherein he places a towel on his head. Yeah. <laughs> but they never actually call it out. Like you're waiting for them to say the joke. It's right. a soft sight gag rather than it's a hard. It's a soft sight gag yeah, rather than I a guess. thing they keep underlining. Yeah, sure. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, but but they managed this pretty well, which I, I want to give Verhoeven credit for. But this feels like it's at the peak of like Arnold has complete creative control. You sure, know, he, he gets does. final approval over everything. Even if he's hiring the director who he wants to make decisions, he's like, by the way, every woman in the movie needs to want to have sex. Because <laughs> there's the thing with the woman at the recall who keeps on like making passes yeah, at him. Right. Like and, every woman yeah. who looks at him in the movie has an extended reaction shot where they like right. eat him up with their eyes mm-hmm. and then make some comments. Even you know? that doctor in the, putting him in the chair when he says hetero, she looks like fucking thank God. Right, right. She has that moment. Yeah, the big glasses, the right. doctor. But I thought it was Sally Jesse Raphael. For she's, looks, she's got a real right? Sally Jesse Raphael look. There is no on, question. On Earth 3, Robert Costanzo <laughs> made this movie and everyone wanted to have sex with him. Like, people were just like, oh my God, that's fucking well, Robert I, Costanzo. But the thing I like is that... Yeah, all that barbershop hair. <laughs> the thing I like in this movie is that every time someone reacts like that to him, he just kind of shrugs it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is Robert Costanzo. He's like, why don't these women want to have sex with me. He has a German accent? I'm, I'm working on that it. That would okay. be, if you looked in the mirror and he did look like Robert Costanza, but like everyone else sees oh, him. Oh, no. shit. You're That's talking awesome. like a classic down to earth. Yeah, yeah. like uh, <laughs> heaven can wait. I was going to be, there well, you go. I mean, yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so they, so they, they, they try to recall him. He wakes up. He goes crazy. Sleep. He wants yeah. he wants a brunette. And, and important to he note, he wants the girl from the dream. They immediately load Rachel to Coden. Right. Like, Who wasn't the actress in the dream? Uh, right, right. Right. It's right, a different yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But on the screen, oh, yeah. the image on the screen is Rachel, Rachel Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Um, which is one of the few moments where the movie gives you like a very hard wink tip in one direction or the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it, cause it's pretty comfortable being ambiguous for the rest of the movie. I think he's not really interested in ever answering this question. Right. It's not fucking inception where he's asking you to look for the clues. Sure. Like the movie's about that. Uncertainty. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the way they handle the 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 thing getting botched is really great too because yes. you don't see it start. Yes. Right. You're in which, the middle of it. Right. You know. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, just yeah. picture that right where it's like it's the close up on his head and the device. Yeah. It's like ah ah oh, ah ah. Right. You know. And it's yeah. like flipping. That's what's out. beautiful is technically the thing fucks up before it even got started yeah. or doesn't. Right. Or did. Or did. Right. But they don't do any crazy cutting. There are no visual tricks. The scene plays out normally, and suddenly they're like, oh, fuck, the th- machine isn't working. Yeah. The secretary. Well, it's no, it's also uh, the doctor saying, like, we hit a mental cap. So she's oh, right, saying, right. this guy's memory's already been erased. Mm. Right. And that's so what the guy's realize. like, fuck it, just erase his memory. We'll just bundle him out of here. Yeah. Like, well, no, the, he never came here. Like, forget right. it. But the entire notion of his memory already being erased plays into this idea that he's the secret yeah, agent. Yeah, that he's Hauser. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, so from this moment, the idea is set up that he went to live out this fantasy, mm-hmm. that he's going to be a secret agent on Mars, right. trying to save the people, but the machine broke, and now yes. it turns out that perhaps he was a secret agent on Mars, <laughs> right. whose memory has been erased. What and are the odds? The central <laughs> gambit of the film. Right. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess if you want to believe that this is all for real, uh-huh. which is, you can certainly believe. It's like it's in there somewhere. Yeah. So when he mm-hmm. sees the recall ad, he's like, Mars, yes, I want to go to Mars. Like, 
and it's I'm from Mars. It's almost right, like that's know. why he's having the dream. Something's right, right. pushing yeah, him yeah, to yeah, try to right. go right. find the place. Mm-hmm. Right. This so, is all part of Ronnie Cox's incredibly Machiavellian plan that he gets. Like, are you like, are you serious? You're yes. really playing this really close to the chest. <laughs> Not right. to jump ahead, but when Ronnie Cox is, lays out the whole plan, and he's like, it makes that's the most fucking insane coincidental. <laughs> and Ronnie Cox is like, I know it was really complicated, <laughs> and also, it didn't kind of kind of didn't work. I love this as a movie where characters keep on coming in and trying to take credit for the movie we've been yeah, watching. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, by the way, I'm, this was my thing. <laughs> you know, David, we've been doing these ads recently. Yeah. And I think I think our listeners like the ads, but we have gotten like some complaints from the advertisers that I the the characters that keep on uh, appearing for ad reads are are like, like kind of out of date references. That's true. Yes, they do tend to come from around two thousand and two. Right. They want to appeal to like millennials. I don't know what we can do. It's it's just not that's not our reference base. Ding dong. You oh, want to get that or yeah, let me? Okay. Ding dong. Oh my god. David, it's a wild Snorlax from Pokemon. Oh! Snorlax. Snorlax. David, it's swiping at me. We got to get this thing to sleep. Do you, uh, what can we do? Well, it, I mean, this is a Pokemon, but I what, mean. What's that behind the mini fridge right there? <laughs> right behind it, obscured entirely by the mini fridge. Perfectly. I barely made out a corner. Is a mattress that's been designed for humans by humans. Now, what? this is a Pokemon, but I think it's going to be okay because Casper mattresses yeah. are cleverly designed to mimic your curves, providing supportive comfort. And he's for got all a lot of curves. Bodies. He's got major curves. And you spend a third of your life sleeping. You should be comfortable. Okay, you say I think this, Snorlax is more like two I'm going to put the mattress, drag it out under him while you're saying this. Well, Maybe these, say it in a hushed tone like okay. a lullaby. All right. Well, these are, these are original Casper mattresses, combined multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface. Snorlax. The right amount of both sink and bounce, baby. Snorlax. Uh, you know, it's average of 4.8 stars it's across working. review sites like Amazon and Google and, and Casper.com. It's Amazon, the internet's favorite mattress. A good company that's never done anything wrong. There's the Wave mattress that has a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the shape of your body. Or there's the Essential with a streamlined design with a price that won't keep you up at night. And it's all made and designed and developed in the U.S. And it's affordable because they cut out the middleman. They ship it straight to you. David. It looks like Snorlax is almost asleep, but I heard that the thing that pushes him over the edge is when he hears about personal experience with the product. I've got a Casper mattress. You I do? sleep on it every night. Oh my God. And I could have returned it if I wasn't satisfied, but it's it's great. Free shipping in the US and Canada. And I've 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 held on to my Casper, just like this Snorlax will. Look at it. He's fallen into the deepest slumber imaginable. Well, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's hundred night risk-free sleep on it trial. We need a promo code? Well, so you go to casper.com uh-huh. slash check. Uh-huh. And if you use check at cash out, you can get $50 towards select mattresses. Terms and conditions do apply. And look at it. Oh, my God. He's, he's out. He's, he's out. He's cold. completely out. Now we, can just, now we can just continue with this episode. Go back but to let me just yelling that. about Total Recall. <laughs> if we, you can get $50 towards any select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash check and using check at checkout. Check a checkout. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Well done. That'll get that'll get the millennials. So how long is this? 20 minutes of screen time? Like this sort of intro? Yeah. Because after this, Maybe it's like every 15? scene. It's like, here comes uh, Robert Costanzo. Yeah. He's like, how you doing, buddy? I'm going to kill you. Right. You know, right. like every scene is like trusts. this. Yeah. So I think this may be like the 15 minute mark. And they go like, just put him in a Johnny cab. And they put him in a cab driven by... Robot Robert Picardo, right? Which is, that's something else. Right, mm-hmm. and they built it to look like him, mm-hmm. which is one of these things where, like, 
in a post-Justice League world where the movie, like the screenplay is only finished like six months after the movie finishes shooting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yep. yeah. To be like, in pre-production, they were like, this is the voice actor. Mm-hmm. We're going to hire Rob Bottin mean, to make a robot. We're going to make it look voice. like this it guy. Is. You guys are Star Trek fans, right? Oh, yeah. But also that they modeled it after him, that they didn't no, just like I, hire yeah. someone later. That, like the amount of preparation, like movies used to require forethought. <laughs> like <laughs> to you be could made. Just, but even still, like you could just make a dummy. Yeah. And have yeah, its right. mouth be able right. to move and then hire whoever the you right, want to do right. it. You know, it doesn't have to match the actor that's doing the voice, but they're right. like, no, 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 no. This is going to be Robert Picardo. I want a, a Robert Picardo type. It's kind of <laughs> like, it's like if Robert Picardo was turned into a Don Knotts influence yes, yes, puppet. Yes. That's <laughs> what this thing looks like. It's a robot Dylan Baker is what it is. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yes. that's, that's sort of, yeah. Yeah. And he does have like the, the very kind of classical like Disney Hall of Presidents mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, too yes, smiley yes, and jokey, of Chuck e. Cheese, and just yes. the weird kind of rotations like to stay animated. And mm-hmm. he doesn't really work because he's just like just drive, and he's like I don't know that destination. Right. Right. Like, yeah. But the design's so good it with the light so up good. visor on his little and uh, it's, tabby hat. It's what two scenes it's like that, it yeah. doesn't matter, but it's no. great. It's yeah. so, so good. good. That's, yeah. that's, All those little ideas are right. so good. And that's the area where like you look at this movie and it's like, God, they had a lot of fucking money to work with. <laughs> yeah. Like any idea they had, they were just like, yeah, we'll give you the full resources you need to <laughs> yep. realize that with like the most talented artists at the peak of this like sub industry. Is this Johnny Cab setup? Are they all designed so that if you skip out on the fair, its it, like, head explodes and crashes into a wall? Because <laughs> I don't understand not why that happens in this model, movie. Right? It's a lot of damage done in <laughs> the chasing. So not only fair. will we lose the twenty dollars on the fair, we'll right. lose the whole fucking right. cab. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You might there. take out the fair jumper in the process, and that's one less criminal on the streets. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's yeah. a harsh world. The world of the twenty eighty four firmware update on those Johnny Cabs. There's one glitch I'm thinking of that I would love to correct. And it's like uh, also when they you turn do, eyes into ease. You know, you know when you do like self checkout and it yeah. like fucks right, up. Right. Or whatever. That's how that's how trigger happy Johnny Cab is. Are you not paying me? Yeah. You trying to welch on me? Look, I, I Bob, I gotta give you some credit in terms of customer interaction. In terms of looking like Robert Picardo, it's unbelievable. Good job. Great likeness, good animatronics, good bedside manner. In terms of not exploding when someone tries to get out of the cab without paying, a thing that happens a lot in major cities on any planet. So he kills uh, poor old uh, Costanzo. He does. And all his friends. This is where you realize that this is because you kind of, at least for me rewatching, I hadn't rewatched it in mm-hmm. full in a really long time. You forget that yeah. it's as Verhoeven-y as yes. it is. Right. And then when he takes yeah. out these four dudes right. and like chests are exploding, yeah. like he shoots that one guy through the back and yeah. that guy's chest just explodes from the front. Like I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's oh. this kind of movie. And also no nice to see ramp you. up, yeah. no slow yeah. build. No, Like immediately nothing. he gets back. Hey, how was that recall? <laughs> what? I don't remember. <laughs> Fucking heads yeah, being ripped Yeah, rather than like off. a 10-minute right. scene of like the, he made, like him sort of being like, what recall? Like, right, you know, yeah. like it, he's just like, yeah, yeah, the fucking recall. Right. Here's a gun. Right. He elbows <laughs> a guy and his dick explodes. <laughs> like the whole thing is just like so huge. There's also a moment I love where I think he's got the two guys on his back and he throws them back. And when he throws them, the wall of the set Shakes. vibrates. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it doesn't even feel like, like a Tor Johnson, like plan nine mistake. Right. It's like, <laughs> that's how powerful Arnold Schwarzenegger is. 
hilarious. Oh, sure. Like, or wh- we're in a spy thriller. Right, that's like, the thing. You know, it's like, yeah. this is so hyper real that he can make the wall shake. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Costanzo's throat gets crushed. He's just stepping yeah. on his throat. Oh, it's right. brutal. Boy, it so is brutal. Tomorrow, when he calls out of work, when he goes to Mars, six people have to lift up that jackhammer and then they're using it. That's a, that's the, that's yes. a real bummer for that whole project. Right. They have to stand on each other's <laughs> shoulders just to reach the handles. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, and then he goes to see his wife and she yeah. uh, attacks him too. Yes. And she is the uh, she best She looks uh, amazing. She's amazing. in her like workout clothes. Her oh no, she's yeah. doing her uh, hollow tennis. Yes, that's what she's right, doing. Right, right. Which is so wee. Like, I, that was yeah, one of those things. Like, that's yeah. amazing. He really called it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God. And she's like, it's all made up. I'm an agent monitoring you. Uh, I guess the ruse is just up. Why is the ruse up? Because he just killed people? I guess, I well, guess because right. uh, uh, Michael Ironside has already contacted her at this point. Right. He's coming. Yes. So she, her job is to keep him there. So Ironside and his boys. Right, right, right. Michael Ironside, a guy who, imagine if he was <sighs> born 10 years earlier mm-hmm. or 10 years later, yep. he wouldn't have had a career. No. But that was the nope. right face and more specifically, the right name yes. <laughs> for that genre I mean, totally. in that decade. You know? It's his... His real name is Frederick Ironside. <laughs> he made up Michael. That what? <laughs> Ironside is real. Well, Michael isn't. Yep. Michael Ironside <laughs> is an acclaimed Canadian actor. Sure. Freddie Ironside <laughs> sells you shitty cars. You need the siding. You need the Ironside. <laughs> the Freddie's Ironside. Yeah, your car got dinked up. Go talk to Freddie Ironside. <laughs> uh, Michael Ironside has uh, beaten two forms of cancer. Wow. He is a method actor. Uh, so he stays in character on set. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Was he in, in character in that uh, Canadian horror movie we did? The visiting Hours, probably. Oh, my Lord. You oh, ever seen that? With I, William Shatner? I know. I'm looking at it now. A feminist journalist becomes the target of a serial killer. Okay. Yeah. A feminist journalist is in the movies like, look at this fucking feminist. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how it's portrayed. Right. Uh, he, he's a dude he's like a leather daddy serial killer Jeez. it's oh, awesome boy Michael this sounds Ironside great. is really good probably the best actor at not closing his mouth like you know yeah. what I mean like he, he uses that to his advantage <laughs> yeah. all of the time great call yeah. that's, that's a really <laughs> good Absolutely. call uh, do you want to know something crazy about Michael Ironside he was in Top Gun uh, correct uh, uh, yeah. do you know how Michael Ironside beat cancer both of those times how he uh, strangled it to death <laughs> he played a person who didn't have cancer <laughs> he's such a good method actor <laughs> Uh, that's how good an actor he is, right? Yeah. He could cure cancer if he could make us all. He went to his agent and went, find me a script. <laughs> Any script, as long as they don't have cancer. That's funny, though, because the Cancer, Ironside, and Schwarzenegger, did you see the story about this on the set of the movie? So, so Arnold one day notices, right, that between takes, Ironside is making all these phone calls, and they appear to be like serious phone calls. And one day he goes up to him and he's like, Hey man, what's going on with all these phone calls? I mean, that's not how he said it. No. <laughs> Why are you on the fucking phone? This is my movie. You're paying for those calls. <laughs> Until Michael Ironside reveals that he's on the phone with his sister who has cancer. So Arnold says, "Come with me into this room. If you want to live, if you want, or if your sister wants to live, sure. come with me in this room." Sure. Well, cancer jokes yeah. and. Uh, they got on a call for three hours and he advised her on exercises that she should be doing wow. and her nutrition to, wow. to help wow. her while she's battling the cancer. Arnold Jeez. Schwarzenegger is fucking great. That actually might be how Michael Ironside beat cancer. Yeah, maybe he was just taking notes. <laughs> right, yeah. Saved Jeez. him for later. 
Well, Michael Ironside's a, a hero to us all, yes. I guess, you know. And Cronen, speaking of Cronenberg, can't, yep. uh, Scanners. Scanners. Yes. And yeah. that's, that was like his first role, practically, right? He's fucking awesome. Brilliant in that movie. Oof. Scanners is. Well, this I, is the only movie ooh. where Michael Ironside kind of gets the girl, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's he <laughs> locked yeah. it down with Sharon Stone. Yeah, he locked it down. <laughs> they do crazy, like, role play shit where she marries someone else for six months yeah. and he's in it the whole time. She's like, having sex with Arnold Schwarzenegger thinking about Michael Ironside. <laughs> Right. With Fucking that hairline, cuck. I mean, come on! Yeah. <laughs> but, but that is that is Michael Ironside's fetish is being cupped by Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, yeah and right. it finally came true. Finally this movie. It, it finally happened. You think he was reading the script and he's like, "Wait, so who's playing? Who's playing this this guy? Oh, it's Arnold, huh? Oh, and I would be this guy. Oh." Oh, you don't say. Originally, oh, and what happens in this? Oh. Originally, they were offered the opposite roles. <laughs> and Ironside was like, is there any way I can be cucked by Arnold? <laughs> um, and Verhoeven's like, you don't want to be the star? <laughs> no. Oh, this is really I've like looking to get cucked by shorts. We've said a lot of stuff about Michael Ironside. We have. Uh, some true, some not. <laughs> All true, by my ears. Uh, uh, but he's after Arnie in this movie. He is. He's got a leather jacket. Do you he's remember, not a leather daddy. No, he's not a leather no. daddy. Do you remember when uh, McGee was like trying so hard to convince everyone that he was a cool, badass director so. on uh, Terminator uh, Salvation? Salvation. Yeah. Oh. Which he's he in. Was, right. Einstein's in that. Yeah. That was the thing I was going to say. Oh, okay, was like sure. He did that as such a clear move to be like, look, I, I hired Ironside. Yeah. I know all the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just we'll remember this interview with him where he was like, you know, uh, James Cameron did Piranha 2 before he made Terminator. Oh, So no. maybe, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he okay, was trying buddy. to be like my first four movies. So maybe where... We Are Marshall is my Piranha 2? <laughs> That's what he was kind of arguing. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Didn't Mick G do those uh, Charlie's Angels movies? He did, yeah. He did, he did, we both, are of Marshall? did yes. both of those. And is that it? Is that he, it did, for... he did those two. He did We Are Marshall. He did... He did the uh, Bare it. Naked Ladies One Week video. That is true. <laughs> yep. I think yep. he did the Offspring Pretty Fly for a White Guy video oh, as wow. well. Oh, that would check out. Um, the Criterion released those packages? Yes, yes you are correct. Yeah, it was just like the BC Boys collection. Yep. Yes. They had oh. the same thing, but it was two videos. He also did All Star. Uh, he did All Star. Oh, Smash oh, Maths. Oh, oh, my God. For the and, movie Mystery Man. Uh, sure. And we were talking about it off yes. mic. Uh, and then he made This Means War. Right. And then oh. Hollywood was like, McGee, <laughs> one more try. Like, they gave him another fucking check after that. But you know, the crazier movie. thing is, yeah. 2003, he was supposed to direct Superman. Yes. Yes, right. The, he uh, was flyby or This whatever. close to yeah. doing it, and the reason that it, he got pushed off the project and the project got shut down was only, do you know this? Mm, I don't know. The only reason that movie didn't come to fruition is that Warner Brothers, who had just done the Matrix sequels in Australia and saved a lot of money doing that. Oh, I did know this. Demanded that the movie be moved to Australia. And oh. G is afraid of planes and refused to get on a flying. plane. It's like a John oh. Madden type. Yeah. That's crazy. And they shut the whole movie down. They were like, McGee, it's a go picture, $200 million budget. You're <laughs> wow. all set to go. All you have to do is get on a plane. Yes. Was that and he Superman, walked away. Was that Superman Returns or was it just something totally different? That's what, Superman Returns is what came up after that got shut down and okay. they went back to the drawing board. Okay. So right, totally well, different screenplay. I'm going to call right. bullshit on McG yeah, because uh, this uh, is in uh, his personal life and it mentions the thing you just said. Okay. He's unable to board a plane going to Australia to shoot Superman Flyby. Uh, get on a boat! You're going to direct yeah. Superman, yeah, motherfucker! Yeah, right. What is that long why he did, boat ride. Is that why he did We Are Marshall? He's like, see! See! He could drive to We Are Marshall. Yeah, I forgot about that, but it's a plane crash movie. Um, 
He and actress Bridget Moynihan dated for a time. Nice. After meeting on an airplane. Oh, oh my fuck. This Come fucking on. guy. Okay, but maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why he's afraid of planes now. <laughs> Bridget just frightened the shit out of him. Yeah. Boom. Or they had a bad breakup uh, on a right. plane. All right, let's keep moving okay. to uh, the next thing. That I, is I, insane that those two facts are both on his Wikipedia. <laughs> those are the two facts, one after the other. Uh, so he puts a towel on his head, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he wants to uh, obscure their tracking signal. And then he takes the tracking device out, and it's some, awesome. Some stuntman calls him. He's like, hey, I'm your best buddy, and <laughs> right. this is the only way to do it is to put a wet towel on your head will obscure this incredibly... Complex brain implant. Oh, also, right. also, here's a suitcase. Yes, come yeah. down right away. And then this woman. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this is my fucking suitcase. <laughs> like this is the one moment where he gets a little into like the old Detroit RoboCop yep. zone of just like the world is a hellhole. Yes, where it's oh, like totally. you can't leave a good suitcase on a street corner for five seconds without some old lady claiming that it's hers. Also, it's a world where an old lady will tell you to go fuck yourself. Yes, yes. yes she's you know. like very aggressive. <laughs> Uh, but he gets the suitcase from this buddy who said, like, you told me to do this. Right. And how is this dude not in the movie again? Yeah. I know. It's very weird. I was expecting, you know, because I didn't really remember. It's been a really long yes. time since I watched this. And I was like, all right, so that guy is clearly going to be someone who, like, rips a mask off. Yeah. And it's a known person. I had the same thing where when that guy showed up on screen, I was like. Huh, that's a weirdly unknown actor for what's clearly one of the lead roles in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, I must have forgotten yeah. that he's one of the five leads. Yeah, exactly. And then he never appears again for the rest of the movie. The guy helping Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Arnold's his own best scene partner. And he, and he is. He's, he's really great. Good. So hey, he, buddy, I need you to put this thing in your nose. <laughs> he gets to a spot that looks like the the sort of warehouse where Lewis and Murphy hide out in RoboCop. I yeah, feel like it, it looks it very it's similar. Right, yeah. RoboCop. Yep. right. And he opens up the suitcase. He's got all the the. Uh, it's a born suitcase. Gives him the watch. You know, it's got a <laughs> yeah. fake IDs. It's got right. money. It's got red a, money because it's yeah. Mars money. Mar- yeah, yep. baby, uh, Mars yes. bucks. Color Space bucks. Yes. Totally. Uh, he's got an electronic <laughs> nose picker. <laughs> Which that I love that the the yeah. animatronic thing is the weird face. And he's it's got a weird a, robot. Right, he's got a TV screen with this video from Arnold telling him like, look. I knew this was going to happen. You're the one guy who can take this whole thing down. It's all in your mind, but I knew they were going to wipe your memory. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching this, that's what happened. Here are the things you need to do. Number one, get that tracking device out of your head. Sticks it up his nose. They go to this amazing robot, Arnold, with this like crazy extreme paint expression. And this is where it's, I feel it's another clue that this is just all in his head because this like elastic nostril that yes. happens. Like yeah. he would, he's pulling this thing it's out. So dying. horrific. Yeah. It's right. like a fucking billiard ball. Yes. Right. You know, like he'd just tear that nostril. Yeah. And instead he just turns into rubber face and for a second. his eyes are like bulging yes. out of his yeah. head. And you can see it's the right. light of it like yeah. through the eye socket. Yeah. But I even think in a lot of the scenes where it is an animatronic head, like Arnold's doing a lot of face acting yeah, when he's time. in pain in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's in his like cool Yeah, when he's in the Arnold. recall chair, he has right. to do a lot of like, oh, no. Yeah. Which he does well, and he does yeah. it with a real lack of embarrassment. Yeah. Which is like uh, impressive. Those are the noises that a lion can make, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, <laughs> right. No, right. Uh, they belong in, in like the Museum of Noises. Like, right. I don't know how any human being could go, ah, and I can't do it. But everything in this movie is like a 12 in that yeah. kind of yes. way. And yeah. if he has to like pick a thing out of his nose, it's like at a 12. Yes. But what I don't understand, and I, I've never been able to crack it about this movie, is like it doesn't feel out of place. No. Like all of these ridiculous rubber faces are in yeah. this movie. And you're like, yep. 
But that's also, is. that's like the fucking thing this movie's wrestling with is like, is that the point that it all feels like a crazy movie? Yeah. Because you just think about the fact that like the amount of time and money they had to spend to build the rubber head mm-hmm. to pull the thing out of his nose when they could have just gone like, okay, so Arnold, you're going to stick your finger up your nose. <laughs> yep. You're going to make some pain faces yeah, and, and then, then you're going to pull it. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Christmas light. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah right. But they wanted that like yes. bulbous, like, yeah. yeah. That's what I love about this movie. Yes. Um, why spend $10,000 when $100,000 will do <laughs> right <laughs> exactly uh, he tests out the hologram Chekhov's hologram hologram's pretty good it does take him a while to use that thing but it's great yep. it's like there, there's that old maxim in improv that like the moment you want to do a callback is th- like the moment after the audience has forgotten about it right yes. yeah, you want to wait until late. right yeah they, they don't remember the original thing so you can bring it back and blow their mind. And this movie, you totally forget about the fucking hologram you totally thing. totally do. Because it's been over an hour <laughs> and he hasn't used it once. But you have this shootout. He's really impressed with it. Okay, I got a hologram. Let me slap that on my wrist. And then he, he puts the uh, tracking device in the chocolate bar mm-hmm. for the rat and goes on the run. And Michael Ironside and his boys come in and just will not stop shooting at these rats. <laughs> oh, man. There is, it goes on for like two minutes. There's nothing there. The space is fairly well lit, I'll consider it. <laughs> it's his second bald villain, now that I'm thinking about it, who yeah. won't stop shooting at people. Like, right, right after uh, Kurtwood Smith. This is his thing, is, is villains who look villains. like your friend's dad. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, they just won't stop shooting, and the guy with the the like a uh, uh, monitor keeps on going like, oh, no, I'm sorry, there, <laughs> and like pointing on the ground. Excuse where me, there's sir, clearly I, I, no I one. I'm all the way in the back. I don't mean to be a dick. When you say there, do you mean that empty space that I'm looking at? Because I can see an empty space I can right there. We're not on the other side of a wall. We're looking all in the same area yeah. here. So now he's on the run. Goes to Mars. He goes to Mars. He goes right to Mars. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Mars port. Goes to Mars, meets Benny. It's like, like hey, 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 hey. <laughs> We're cut over the best moment of this entire movie. Okay, go ahead. The head, the fake out, the disguise. Oh, you're right. Of course, that's before Benny. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. He's yes. going through customs at Mars. I forgot or rather, that of course it's a customs. Or yes. rather, a Margot Martindale type is going through customs <laughs> on sure. Mars. Right? Oh, bravo. Uh, the Margot Martindale of her day. Uh, Who is it? I don't know. Do you know? I I'm going to look it up. She's really good in this. Yeah. Because this is a tough part to play. This is what kept me out of this movie for a Two long weeks. time. Because I was like a coward as a kid. Like I wouldn't uh-huh. watch horror movies. And this is kind of a horror scene. It's very upsetting. And this is like very much like what Verhoeven does. It's like why not have horror where there shouldn't be horror? Like yes. you know what I mean? Like this is, it could, again, it could be a fun like Mission Impossible gag. He just takes off a mask. <laughs> right. But he removes her head. And not only that, but the moment when she the, starts malfunctioning. And like stuttering. And, yeah. and there's yeah. self-awareness yeah. on her face yeah. of what's yeah. going that's, on. She's pulling her. That's the scary almost. part. Yeah. Yeah. That her name feels is Priscilla like, Allen. That feels like something out of a David Lynch movie. Yeah, She's totally. like pulling at the sides of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Six feet tall and apparently the grand dumb of San Diego Theater. Wow. wow. According to her obituary. R.I.P. 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 But that is the cool thing is you can tell that she's the same size as she's R.I.P. Big. Like she's yes. big. She's yeah. big. She's big. She's built like a linebacker. Two weeks. <laughs> right, right. She comes. She's got the one answer yeah, program. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gonna be <laughs> Two weeks. Nails the delivery. <laughs> right? Priscilla. Well, thank you, your cast. <laughs> Please send us your sizes. Oh, um, boy. But then, then they ask a follow-up question about fruits and vegetables, <laughs> right? Uh, you touch any livestock yeah. mm-hmm. she throws out the two weeks again but with that haunting self-awareness of oh yes. fuck I'm saying the wrong thing yeah. and meanwhile right um, uh, Michael Ironside's there he's talking to Mark Alemo he's talking to Gold Cat 
Right. Uh, oh, from right. Deep Space Nine, who plays yes. like the other guy. Right, and he's like, look, I'm the lead villain in this movie. Here's a scene <laughs> yeah. where I have a monologue. <laughs> Here are my do papers. Interrupted. This, <laughs> this is my big moment. I kill this guy. <laughs> Why is this extra in the background talking so right. loudly? Gold Ducat's like, well, we don't know where he is. And he's like, what's this over here? And I thought they tease it up for so long. Like the elevator doors are like closed. Like he's going to be out of there. He turns back to look at this woman like seven times. <laughs> like, is that? No. Well, you know, no. You know, I should. <laughs> Just weeks. check. I'm gonna regret it now if I don't just check. Yeah. Well, he just didn't want to hear any more Bajoran slurs from Goldacat. Like he's just like literally tired of it. Like, dude, could you get off the Bajoran shit? That is that's making me very uncomfortable. We get it, dude. You think they're all terrorists? <laughs> it does though. Like, it helps that this movie never sets up this technology. And yes. that you don't yeah. have any sequence of Arnold getting into disguise. Like, yep. yeah, that's you have what I him that's like what I love. on the run, yep. the rat with the tracking device. That's what I love about everything in this movie. It's just a woman going through and you're like, maybe this is just how we enter this scene is yeah. through some random yeah. day player. Even if you think it's Arnold, you don't think it'll be revealed by him sort of like splitting his head apart in sections yes. and like yeah. Yeah. So, so this throwing is the it at someone. Then it's a bomb that announces that it's a bomb. Once a year, <laughs> I will throw in the disc at least and literally just go to this sequence and go frame by frame. Because the way the thing breaks apart is stunning. Yeah. And the lack of visible seams before, because mm-hmm. usually movies like this, you can tell when it cuts to mm-hmm. something yep. that's now going to be an effect shot. Yeah. You know, there's a shift yes, in yes, like yes, the plasticity yes, yeah, yeah. of their skin or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And you go like, okay, something weird's about to happen. Yeah. You know, like in the opening when his eyes start bugging out on Mars, you can tell that cut from... Oh, here's real Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here's animatronic Arnold Schwarzenegger because now there's a fact that needs to happen. It's a cartoon when you see the 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 broom Mickey's going to grab because it's not part of the background. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that kind of right. Movie. Right. But this is just such a graceful like. Okay, she's there. She's nailing this performance of mm. the freak out. Right. So, uh, then she starts like reaching for her ear. Then we go to the one fake robot head that's the one with the ear that extends. Which is great. Built a whole head just for that one <laughs> shot, right? And then the wig flies off. Yeah. And then we go to the second head with this horrifying expression. Yeah. And then it just kind of like cascades out yeah. over his head. The Arnold it, underneath looks weird. I yes. think it's great anyway, but yeah, it's, it looks it's totally great. weird. You buy it at this point because like the whole thing's so bizarre. Yeah. Well, this is the other, there's two, why did we make a head here? This is one. Yeah. And then sometimes when Quato, when what, what the yes. great actor who plays him, like, why isn't it just on, like, why did we have to make a fake head for that, okay, too? so I question that as well. Mm-hmm. Because in the Arnold moment with the cascading head, mm-hmm. it's clearly a real person's arms that are lifting yeah. up mm-hmm. the head. Yes. I wonder if it was just something about they needed an operator mm-hmm. there yeah, rather than mm-hmm. Arnold himself doing it. If it was something about the physics of the positioning, mm-hmm. yeah. sure. that it was always going to be someone else's arms behind yeah. or whatever it was. Um, with the Quato one, I always question that, and I watch very closely this time. I think the entire body yeah. is a puppet. Probably. Yeah, when I you think look so. at the way the arms are moving, mm-hmm. too, yeah. I think it's just full stop a puppet with some guy behind it with a, a thousand rods. That probably yeah. makes more sense yeah. than just putting like a, 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 like a shirt on this guy, essentially, a puppet shirt. But it is one of those things where it's like it's baked into the cake of the movie where mm-hmm. all of this works for it. When you have these weird like effect heads mm-hmm. that are meant to just do one thing and are stuck in some bizarre pained expression, yeah. it somehow just plays into the effect of this movie being mm-hmm. like all super hyper cranked up. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you love this effect? I loved it. I love it. Uh, I, I remember reading some special effects. Uh, or it might have even been Empire Magazine or something. Hey. did a list of like the 50 best special effects of all time. And they put this as number two, I think. Wow. What was number one? Behind the moment in the thing 
Yes. Where the spider legs come yeah. out. Oh, That yeah. one just still doesn't fucking make sense how they did that. It's, no. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that whole sequence is amazing. Right. The, the, the defibrillator is going through the chest and then the yeah. chest is a mouth that bites him is right. my favorite thing in the world. It's like two nightmares. These two movies for me are the ones where like the physics of how they get the animatronics to do that shit in one continuous shot without edits. Because yeah. something like American Werewolf in London, which is rad, the whole yeah. game is there are a thousand cuts. Yes. And each dummy is just set up to do one thing. Right. But when it's able to do like two things, I lose my mind. <laughs> I thought you were going to say number one was Kermit and Piggy riding that tandem bike and Great that Muppet should Caper. Be fucking up there. That That's thing a is fucking mystery, stunning. man. That's a I mystery. I cry every time I see that. <laughs> it's amazing. Not even because like the emotional value of the shot. Like who gives a shit? I love the Muppets. That shot doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Jim Henson showing off. That shot yeah. is just a fucking mic drop. I want to yeah, see it that. Really, yeah, it really is. And the crazy is. thing is in the Muppet movie, he does it with just Kermit riding the bike. And you're like, that's it. That's the peak of filmmaking. <laughs> you're never going to be able to top that. Yeah, and then four years later, Jim Henson's like, "Hold my beer for a second. Yeah, he's like, "Hey it's man, like, I'll put two on a bike." The fucking electric mayhem are on bikes. Yeah. Like, everyone's on a bike. They built a bike for Crazy Harry. He's like fifth tier. All right, it's beautiful. It's great. Man. Can we get to Benny? Okay, so he throws his head. Get ready for a surprise. Great, and so explodes, awesome. and now he's on the runs run. off to the red light district, Venusville. Right, two cab drivers are competing for mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. but he goes with Benny because Benny's got five kids to feed. I got five kids to feed. Mel Johnson Jr., turn off your phone. It's not my phone. It's my iPad. This is the thing you always complain about. <laughs> I was going to take our picture. Look out. <laughs> what are you this. doing with that cloak? <laughs> God, he just got like 400 text messages. Oh, I'm blowing up. I'm blowing up. Um, so Benny is great. What do you guys think of Benny? Mel Johnson Jr. Don't know him at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I didn't. I would kind of kept being like, "Is he the guy?" No, he's not. From I've never seen him do anything. He's, he yeah. did barely anything. He's yeah. kind of great. Like he's, he is he's great. really great in this one role, and it's just you, you know, know he hasn't done anything because if you look at like the first sentence of that IMDb bio, it's like best known for playing Benny in Total Recall. <laughs> yeah. and well, that's, that's always that. a bummer when you get yeah. to those. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's true. Like the guy in uh, Attack, Attack of the, the Clones, Clones, I was going to say. Who's famous for saying, this is a crisis. Right. <laughs> According to his IMDb page. Oh, not me. No. Not Orn Frita. Oh, no. Masameda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I we thought- were We were trying. I think I think he's Masameda. He's like the he's blue guy. He's the one guy. with the sort of tendrils. He's got like point tendrils. Okay. He's not a Jedi. He's like a senator or something. Yes. Oh, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. And there he is. We were trying to describe him to someone, and David was like, "Oh, that, yes. that guy. He's like the devil. He's like yes. the fun he's devil. Like the he's fun pretty, devil. He's, yeah. he's that he's that fun, fun devil. devil. Yeah. Uh, David was trying to describe him to somebody, and he was together. Like, yeah, on right, that episode, right. and, and you were like, "He's the guy who has that line." And then we looked him up, and his IMDb bio was just most known for saying the line. This is a crisis. It's like the only line he like, has, yeah. as far as I know. I'm sure at cons he like signs every headshot. This oh, is a crisis! Exclamation. What he definitely doesn't tell anybody is that it was probably dubbed by someone. <laughs> yes. right? yeah, yeah, exactly. That was my delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Mel Johnson Jr. plays Benny. Benny has a cab, and then you got um, Melina. Uh-huh. Rachel Dakotan. Rachel Dakotan, who's Katana's sister. Right. <laughs> oh, that's Mortal Kombat that's we're thinking fuck. of. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> Benny takes him to the this very nice Hilton, mm-hmm. and they give him a security box, a safe deposit box. That inside of it just has this folded up flyer for a gentleman's club. Yeah. Sure. sure. That that tells him to go find her. Right. He does a really interesting <laughs> thing right here where he, I don't remember what the word is, but he writes the word out 
and yes. is like, oh, it's in the same handwriting. That's me. Yes, he it's, writes her name. Yeah, yes. it's yes. such an awesome moment. Just yeah. like that little detail mm. and that scuzzy like counter guy is checking out. Does the counter guy turn him in at any point? Because this guy who's playing this Hilton attendant yeah. is looking very suspiciously at him because like he doesn't know uh, to put his thumb on the thing right. to access. And right. he's like, yeah, kind of yeah, looking yeah, at this yeah, guy. Yeah, right. He's looking at him, like write the name down or whatever. I don't think he does anything. I interpret it more as he used to be a regular customer. Right, right, like, yeah, why yeah. is he weirded out weird. by this guy yeah. not knowing anything? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he immediately knows who he is. Yeah. He calls him he's by like his proper a, name. Mr. Hauser. Right, right, yeah. Do you want the usual right. suite, all that right, stuff? Right, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so fun fact about Mars, it's full of mutants. Yeah. Full of mutants. Um, uh, when people first got there, they hadn't really worked out the air system. And a yeah, lot of people radiation were shielding. kind of the guinea pigs. You definitely yeah. don't want to be the first guy on Mars. No, no. absolutely. Yeah, you no, want to no, be no, like no, the 10,000th no. yeah. guy yes. on Mars. Yep, exactly. <laughs> definitely everything's fine. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a pioneer. I'm a tourist, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. not looking to turn any heads. Right. Um, it's, it's like you want to wait for like the third iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I remember when the exactly. iPhone came out yeah. and yep. I was like, I'll buy one when it has enough storage to replace my iPod. Right. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, back yeah. then you had to have two. You had yeah. to have right. both. Yep. And I was like, I'll wait until then. But the, all these dumb early Mars adopters <laughs> end up with dumb faces and psychic And abilities. they spend so much more money than we are paying. I know. Mars yeah, now. that's true. Know. Yeah. That's yes. true. Yes. yes, very true. Uh, one of them is uh, Dean Norris, by the way. Really? Yes, yeah. yes. He, I think he's the one with the sort of one eye and like the, the fold face. Yeah, yeah. Fold face. yeah. That's fold, Dean Norris. Fold face. Yeah. Fold face is Dean Norris. Yeah. Who Young then I Dean. guess it's implied is the the, do- the father and husband um, of the woman and girl right, yeah. who, who we psychics. see in the alleyway. I think he may also be the leader of the freaks. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of like that's been a good role. Top tier <laughs> freak. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now I want to double check that I'm right. He gets a this. lot of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. And we we yeah. learn, which is very important, that almost for some reason, bad news is you have a fold on your face. Good news is you're psychic for no reason. All of them. Right. Yeah. Wow, which that is, is him. Yeah, Jeez, him. yeah. They're all psychic. And that's yes. kind of where Ronnie Cox's insane plan has to come from. <laughs> right. Because all these people are psychic and they will right. understand a fake if you try and put them through. I right. Guess, totally. Right. Because, yeah, there's this moment where he's walking through and Arnold like sort of sneaks a peek at this woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she turns her face and the other half of her face is blog. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, then she sort of says, like, can look into your future, this and that. But it feels like, is, is that like a sexual thing? Yeah. Like, what's she right. talking about? But then the girl comes up and it's like, no, this is literally like yeah. this is their one sort of like uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for they're, they're like homeless people who have this one thing they can monetize. Sure. Like right, they're right, living right. on the streets, racket. but they <laughs> yeah, can like use yeah. their psychic abilities to Taurus. What's great about that moment though is she's like, oh, you're a Taurus or whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, how did you know? And then <laughs> I believe he just gives her a handful of earth pennies. Yeah, yeah. he gives her some cash, but uh, yeah. Well, which what they are red. So yeah. he's, oh, are he's they? being okay. culturally, okay. you know, aware. He did, go, yes. he did take the right currency. He, he okay. picked the red of the coins. Because I'd love that if she was like, what am I going to do with this, you cheap scumbag? You know, throws throw them into him. the folds of her father's face. <laughs> wow, these freaks are really aggressive here. Mm. Do you think Dean Norris has an eye under there, and he just has to like kind of like? Oh, it up? Yeah, oh, guaranteed. Man. That that's just like a big bones. piece of roast beef on his face, <laughs> and he's flipping it up. You know, you just showed us the picture of him in the movie. He looks like a sunburned elephant man. He yeah, does. Like that's he does. the makeup that job. Is. I think that's why the mutants look so scary. Is that it's so pink? It's yeah, so like yeah, unnaturally very, yeah. pink. Yeah. It's very wet too. Ugh. Yes. It's a wet look. <laughs> yeah, it's a wet look. I love wet stuff. 
Ben wants wet stuff in there. So Ben checks out for me. Oh, that's, that's a great thing to say. In a totally non-sexual way, Ben <laughs> yeah. likes any movie where things are wet. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, because you could tell they they could have just been made it dry. That's right. easy. Yeah, but if you make shit wet, is wet tough. It's mm-hmm. tough, and then it's like it just looks better. And it's things slippery. look slicker. <laughs> things are slippery. Yeah. It's shiny. I mean, that, he likes a good slick filling. What, what about if you're like a real fill. expert and you get that nice middle ground where things are moist? Oh, mm. how do you feel about moist? I feel okay about Damp. it. I feel okay about dampness. Do you like again, a dewy I want, picture? I do like a dewy picture, but it's got to be early. It's early. Be set early, you know? Okay. So it's like selling that kind of like. Like a morning dew. Um, yeah, they're wet. They're wet. Uh, they're all psychic. He goes to this club mm-hmm. with Fold Face Norris. Yeah, Takotan's there and she's like, fuck you, you work for the other side. It's a cat whatever. house. It's a cat At house. At this point, it's like an old this West cat, cat house. house. Right. There's a three boobed lady. Yes. yes. Infamously, which is like the one element they carried over to the remake. I remember in interviews, they're going to be like, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. we had to have the three boobed lady. And that's yeah. like, you didn't have to do anything. Well, the it's three boobed lady is famous. Well, sure, it is America. You didn't true. have to make the movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, that. Right. All of this. Choices. Yeah, do you think it was just studio guy was like, Total Recall. You're gonna do the three boot lady, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "Great, Green hundred million. Yeah. I would love to see that in CG. Like, you know what I mean? Like you got right. the old school, the analog. It's not for me. It doesn't age so well. Yeah, to see that in CGI. Well, well. I want a good jiggle. Um, it is weird that they're like they're like very like firm. Yes. No, like, they I, don't look great. It's true. It's one of the prosthetic effects that doesn't, you know. Yeah. You look at it for a second, you're like, oh, those are plastic boobs. But that's like, okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. You know, because totally it, fine. it means, what that means is they made it and it wasn't great. And they were like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Because otherwise, if they look fantastic, that means hours and days and yes. possibly weeks. We're like, no, no, the jiggle's got to be better. <laughs> yeah, that's Where's true. that third tip? They're like those, those people <laughs> on like who designed like the Dead or Alive video yes. games. So like, there's like a guy whose whole job is the tits bouncing. Well, right? His like, entire yeah. job is he gets a program the cleavage that. Treckle, I right. told you team. I had veto power. Come <laughs> yeah. back next week. This isn't right yet. Well, and that's, Get it right. That's the other point, you know, is that if if the boobs were too good, the movie would get completely derailed here. <laughs> yeah. Because he has to turn her down. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. if they were three great boobs, he'd be like, you know what, give me a mulligan of like I believe, <laughs> I believe Benny has the wish I I wish I had more hands or whatever yeah. line. Okay, Benny. Yeah. Well, I'd you know, two comedy points. Yeah, yeah, he gets two. Benny's throwing a lot of paprika on the sandwich at this point, which uh-huh. is another thing I like because I feel like Benny is like tiptoeing into being like, Jesus Christ, this feels like a parody of a comic relief character. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which he ends up kind of being. Yeah, like it's right. a guy performing. And then he's a parody like, of a villain. Like, right. uh, yeah, or he's like suddenly like, I'm going to drill you to death. Right. Like, There's no Benny. subtlety in any corner of this. Very movie. aggro. Yes. Very aggro at all times. But he finds Rachel Takotan, who's very Yeah, she blows him off. Well, no, first she's excited. Yes. I guess so. And then she's like, because okay. he's not him, and right. she's like, oh, oh are right, you? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right. yeah she yeah, thinks yeah. it's like her great love coming back. Yeah. And then he's in sort of detective mode. Well, doesn't doesn't she say something about like he's presumed dead? Yes. And you know, she's like, why wouldn't you send word that to me? You know, uh, that you were still alive and whatever. And he's like, no, baby, I promise, I have no idea who you are. Right. I, my name is Quaid. I live on Earth. I with live a with wife. a wife. Right. And then she's furious. <laughs> then she's furious. Yes. She's right. mad. Then. Right. Because it's like, oh, I was sleeping with this guy. She's like, oh, the wife. How long have you had the wife? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's right. that whole thing. Yes. Eight yes. years. Like that old story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like right then is when the doctor shows up, right? That, I love that scene. It, it's yes. right around then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Roy, Which is a great uh, Roy scene. Brocksmith. 
And he waits. I love that guy. I like oh, it's a oh, parody it's of like tech yes. support in Vanilla Sky, which is many years later. You know, like the, the thing it with is, the guys it's like, very similar. All right, you know, this is a dream. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I am here right, to program. interrupt your dream. Yeah. Yes. I am designed to look like a nerd before you make any <laughs> cracks about my appearance. I'm wearing a tweed suit. Right. Like uh, he's the second of I think at least two Seinfeld bit actors in this movie. Laquato. Quato Bell is the in. animatronic itself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who was that? Played guy the puffy on shirt. No, no, no. Uh, I think that guy was on Seinfeld. Yes, though. he was. Um, oh, you mean Quato, or do you mean this guy? Because this guy was definitely this guy Seinfeld. was on Seinfeld. Yeah. This guy, the doctor, was the landlord in that episode where he's like, "Oh yeah, Babs Kramer, what a whore that lady was," yeah. and Kramer yeah. like gets really pissed. Yeah. And then uh, the 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 little person prostitute, okay, is uh, oh, right. Mickey's She's love interest Mickey's in the stand. That's right. It does uh, feel like Thumbelina, she's called in this movie. There is a similar acting pitch for Maybe Seinfeld and Verhoeven films. <laughs> yeah. Like it would make sense there's a common pool there because uh, there's like a comedic uh, pitch and a size. Wayne, Wayne Knight comes in in in, uh, in uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he can turn yeah, that was too. like right. That was when Verhoeven was like, "Who's the sweatiest actor <laughs> <laughs> in all of Hollywood?" You want to talk about a wet performance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Wayne Kush- Knight. I've met Costanzo, not that sweaty. <laughs> Speaking of sweaty, actually, the whole crucial thing in this scene is oh, yeah, the doctor in the bead of sweat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's the tell. And and Sharon Stone comes in. She yes. comes in. She's like, "Sweetie," and yeah. and this is like performance on performance on performance. Like mm-hmm. she's playing it like. Look, that encounter you had earlier was part of that the was simulation. The dream. It's right. yeah. That wasn't me. This Lori. is the real me. Mm-hmm. And then he like, goes no to like right, no bits. subjective first person camera. So yeah. you're like watching Sharon Stone mm-hmm. look you, the audience member, in the eyes. Right. Be like, trust me, and you're like, it's a pretty good offer. And the sweat, <laughs> yeah. and the sweat, and the sweat. also first person, right? Where, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And, but, and, but, and for all you misogynists out there, he has to take a red pill yeah. to go back. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah, and it is very like true. this is like ten years. What this is 1990 yeah, or 19, 11, uh, nine, yeah. nine years before the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I like is, that he spits the pill out too. Oh yeah, and they offer a similar explanation to the the Matrix thing, where they're not like, oh, the red pill is gonna like send you back to reality. They're like. The red pill will just calm your brain down. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right, the same right. way in the Matrix, they're like, the pill will just like lower your senses a little bit right. so we can inject you. Um but but then this is like his hard his hard turn. It's just yeah. like fuck it. I'm Shoots staying. Shoot that here. guy. Right. Yep. Shoots, Shoots him in Sharon. the head. Shoots Sharon. Two headshots, man. The headshots in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Again, nice made up like smoldering, you know, craters <laughs> in their head. Yeah. Consider yeah. that a divorce. Right. Oh, great line. It's a great Oof. line. There's a, uh, a weird IMDb trivia thing was uh Apparently it tested, I think he sh- he says, consider this a divorce and shoots her. Uh-huh. But everyone was like, oh, that's too cold. But right, shooting right. her in the head and then saying, consider that a divorce. Like, oh, that, that that's a bit warmer, I guess. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that, though, where the, it seems less premeditated if he says it afterwards, maybe. Right, yeah. And then, yeah. And then Rachel Dakotan dunks on her as well, right? Yeah, she's like, yeah. that was your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or what, I don't know. Sharon Stone, you loser? <laughs> Sharon Stone's in 1990, no thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard pass. It's also a who shot first thing, though, because she's definitely going for she's a gun. She's going for the gun. Yes. She's going for so, the gun. She's yeah. got her, uh, as she's talking, she's reaching for her mm-hmm. uh, right. mm-hmm. back pocket gun. That's true. Um, so, so we know at the very least that, well, the, but then this gets to the question. It's like, okay, so does that offer concrete proof that this is real? Mm-hmm. Because if it were Sharon Stone trying to communicate to him in the dream, she wouldn't have the gun. 
But the whole explanation they give of the pill is right now your brain is fighting. No, it's this. a dream, right? Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. take the pill, your brain will give up, and then we'll be able to pull you back. Right. So his brain would want Sharon Stone to have a gun to allow him to continue living out this life. Well, mm-hmm. and he also says that thing where he's like, if you kill me, you're going to go crazy. Yes. And the whole yes. reality is not going to make sense. And everything he says basically happens. Yeah, like, the movie just know. gets even more bugged. Right. So it's like, because then, right. yeah, because then the movie's like, it's an alien temple. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like it yeah. just sort of goes wilder. Well, also, like, right, the second Sharon Stone hits the floor, more or less, those dudes, like, break through that wall. Yes, immediately. It's very, like, eternal sunshine. Like, yeah. oh, now this crazy thing is happening, right. like, immediately. Like, there's right. no response You made time. your choice, and now there's another action sequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But then, yes, it's true. After this moment where he has this, like, choice to go back and accept reality you know mm-hmm. leave this this dream state as he's being told right go back um, just hang out with Robert Costanzo right. then aliens <laughs> come into the picture because yes, right now do. we're living in a world where up until this it, point in the where, movie uh, Earth has conquered Mars right. and humans have colonized Mars and there are yes. no creatures on Mars that's that but now Ronnie Cox is revealing that <laughs> there's like, this whole fucking technology that they don't understand that was there like before weird, they got like, there like Spock hand right. you know like you have to four fingered Mickey Mouse hand print yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's when he's choosing his own adventure in the beginning they're like I think the people who are calling up yes. his card are like two headed monsters on Mars that's new on me and they're like doing stuff for right. him right. and that's sort of where we go to anyway yes, yes. very they, much so um so when they escape uh ronnie cox turns off the air yes uh and they go meet quato those are the two things that happen yeah fucking quato that's a cool this dude. dude rules he's great Why didn't quato ever get like a late night show you know that would <laughs> oh my god good. yeah <laughs> and then the, the host is the sidekick yeah, right. <laughs> Good one, Quata. <laughs> you only need one chair. Yeah. <laughs> cheap. Oh, it's so cheap. You know, the Tonight Show, it's the chairs that really yeah, inflate the cost. tough to get a good two-shot, though. <laughs> yeah. Um... This is a very like uh, 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 Krang in Ninja yes. Turtles, mm-hmm. which is one of the best things ever invented in comic books. Krang's pretty awesome. Krang in yeah. his hu- human suit. But his yeah. human suit is great. I feel it so always, bad. Yes, he's always ahead. in a bathing suit. <laughs> yes. I always feel. I feel so bad for Quato because all he's trying to do is put Arnold at ease. Yeah, but he looks like Quato. He's like, I know. Release your mind. I'm like, I'm gonna throw up right now. <laughs> now like, you it's look really like, hard. When you look like and that's the what, monster from Basket Case, dude, I am not settling down at all. And, and a killer move. A killer move is in the casting and the direction of the vocal performance for Quato himself. Yes, this guy delivers these lines like he's in Long Day's Journey in tonight. He <laughs> does. You know, like he's so honest. Yeah, and straight he's kind of wistful. Wistful, a lot of integrity. Yeah. Like there's no fucking genre in quotes acting. But he's just, not playing the appearance at all. I just love it. It's literally like the guy's like, if you don't take the pill, you're gonna go crazy. And he's like, no, I'm not taking the pill. <laughs> I'm going to talk to this stomach person who's going to tell <laughs> yeah. me that it's an alien artifact that's going to create breathable air. Well, and I... I like, are we supposed to believe they built all of this shit and then forgot to turn it on or right. something? Like, right. why isn't it working already? Right. Um, but there's also... I love animatronics, as I've said, but the limitation was always that it was hard to get uh, uh, proper mouth movements for sure. dialogue. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, like, the Ninja Turtles effect where it's just, like, lips kind of flapping generally right. and then words coming out. Yeah. 
But Quato, they do this fucking thing because his mouth is kind of slanted at this weird angle. He's got this kind of yeah. like Stallone mouth. <laughs> so it's all this like purred growl. And like the lip movements fucking sync up well to what he's saying. Yeah. He's got a tongue rattling around in there too, man. No, the detail on him and the couple yeah. of hairs. It's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah. Because Quato's like holding up in like fucking remastered HD yep. close ups. Totally. Yeah, he does. You're right. He holds up on Blu-ray. Yeah. Kind of looks like Chucky. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, a little bit. If like you put a Chucky doll in a microwave, it looks like Quato. And this is super fucking Cronenberg. Do they do him in the remake? Is there a Quato? I don't know. I haven't seen the remake. I don't think there's a Quato. The remake also, if I'm not mistaken, does not go to Mars. It doesn't go to Mars. It's something about its core. I think they go to China instead of Mars. (laughs) Yes, I literally think that's that's what what it is because Colin Farrell works in something where he takes a super fast elevator to like the core of the Earth. And then yes, I was yes. like, I have smoked way right. too much weed and they fell asleep. The <laughs> that was as far as like I was him going to work. Right. So it's not like jackhammering, oh, which is such a quaint you right, know, job right. compared to I have to travel to the center of the earth to mine or whatever the fuck he's they doing. They go to China and they're like, all this technology, it's almost as if people lived here before we got here. <laughs> Maybe some other people lived here before we, the Americans, got to China. Some very marketable from a global worldwide <laughs> yeah. gross perspective, people. Um, I, uh, yeah. Quato never uh, Quato gets killed yeah. but dies fast right when he's Sad. supposed to put on his spacesuit, and I want him to because mm-hmm. I need to know do they both need helmets or can he just like because now like right. it's one right. thing oh, is, is he, he breathing, breathing, breathing the other guy's who? air yeah, yeah. 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 Right. oh yeah because it does kind of feel it would have been cute it would have been really cute that's a good happy meal toy it's, yeah. it's Quato in the spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. it does feel like they are too totally separate entities you know because yeah. there's that thing where like ronnie cox when he shows up kind of keeps misidentifying mm-hmm. right the the human the host body as quato yeah. right but it's like no that dude's quato this dude's like a vehicle mm-hmm. does that guy am i remembering right he kind of like goes comatose when quato's yeah. hanging out yeah he's sort of like in like yeah, a yeah, trance he, or something like this is out marshall um Marshall Bell. Bell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it seems to take a lot out of him. Like yeah, there's, yeah. there's only enough energy for one of them to be. I love the and reveal. There's only enough budget for one of them to be emoting at a time. <laughs> the reveal, though, he's like, "All right, uh, Arnold's like, oh, where's Quato?" And he's like, "Oh, he's on his way." And then immediately, like, turns around. And it's yeah. like, I think he'd sound a little something. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's like the funniest fucking like. What? Just unbutton your shirt. Dude. And also, but like this steamy like Verhoeven over the <laughs> yeah, shoulder, yeah, yeah, like exactly. slow unbuttoning shot. Like, it's like the kind of shot he's going to repeat in, like, Showgirls and Basic Instinct done to, like, a decent character actor. Yeah. Quato, stop uncrossing Quato your legs during his interrogation. Quato is a good actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a shame he doesn't get more big work these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has is, a lot of good theater in New York. Is the voice... Some, Who did the voice yeah, What's Quata? the name of the voice actor? I think Marshall Bell does both. Oh, does he? I really? believe that yeah. is correct. That's cool. Look, That's yeah. actually I really impressive. See, I mean... I, I I took one yeah, uh, at UCB with Quato. He was always <laughs> like he, he he did he did great monologues. Yeah. But those were great, but like a lot of. Just Do you know what's the other thing I saw with Quato, mm-hmm. which is the thing no one ever gets credit for in improv? Mm-hmm. He I saw him do a Herald once where he never uh, came out during a scene. He just played support for oh everyone. Oh my God, that's, that's you know the what kind I'm of guy he is. Like that's, he didn't yeah. initiate or yeah. even come out yeah. for mm-hmm. a single scene. He was just group I, games. I'm always the waiter. I would love to be the waiter. Right, yeah. because he was just like, I want to stand, I want to be the utility player on the back line <laughs> looking for ways to plus the scene, tie it's the thread. crazy though, never on a Lloyd team. Never, never on a Lloyd team. Quite a never made a Lloyd Wow, team. that is a deep cut, Ben. It's been a while. 
been a while. It's been a while. Yo, Quato's murder uh, was upsetting to me for it's, one reason uh, yes. because yes. that puppet with a bullet in its head looks like a fucking dead baby. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just laying on that table like, ah, and you're when like, you have oh. this adult voice coming out of it, you're like buying into the illusion. Yes. And then, then it looks like a fetus. Like yeah. suddenly it looks like a fetus. <laughs> I, I never noticed it before. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's upsetting. It's upsetting. <laughs> um, but but they have the mind meld. Yeah, they do. They yes. do. And they he, hold he gives hands. him I all of the the image of Schwarzenegger having cute. to grab Quato's <laughs> little hands. I bet yeah. you he loves Quato. You know, have you listened to the commentary? Because like apparently every commentary he's ever done on any DVD. He just describes every scene that's happening. Yes. Oh, really? yeah. He's just like, this is the scene where I have to see Quado. He's like a guy in his body. You know, like he just describes every scene. Well, there was a big thing. And, and I'm sure he gets a kick out of Quado. You're the man on the Mac right now. So you can Google this, double check this. But man on the Mac. This was like one of the big early DVDs, mm. you know, because a lot of the early DVDs either like had no fucking special features right. or it was stuff ported over from like a Laserdisc special edition from 10 years ago. I would earlier. say this had six DVDs, like six different oh, a lot of releases. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. But even from the first one, they put a lot of shit on there and uh-huh. I believe they paid Arnold Schwarzenegger a million dollars for the commentary. Oh my God. I believe. It was like a big stat at the time that it was like, we're making big plays for DVDs. Yeah. Commentaries are going to be a big thing. And Lionsgate, I think, had the home video rights and paid him a million dollars for the commentary. I, I don't have that for you, at least okay. from Googling, because there is just so many super cuts of his commentary. That, <laughs> sure. like, that, like I think the Total Google. Recall one, though, is the famous one that event, like, hit that's, YouTube that's at one, one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, right. Now this is, um, oh, it's me and my best bud, Robert Costanzo. <laughs> oh, this jackhammer wasn't that heavy. Oh, he looks like an egg that you rolled. <laughs> you know, also, like a barber shop. We'll, we'll get to this fun. later. But I've never heard it, but apparently the, the showgirls commentary is Paul Verhoeven mm. pointing out background extras and saying which ones he had sex with. No. Oh, like, why are we doing this director right now? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it was your idea. Yep, it was. He had something in this commentary where he talks about um, how he wanted Sharon Stone to get more naked in that opening scene Jesus and Christ. she wouldn't do it. And then he, uh, quote, got her back. Uh, with basic instinct, that's the the language he uses. That's what you want. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ! Why are we yeah. doing this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's get to Ron, Ronnie Cox. Yeah, and, good man. So that's and, the and whole scene. Yeah, 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 that's the whole scene we were talking about earlier, where Ronnie Cox is like, "Yeah, no, it's all my idea <laughs> and your idea. We yes. came up with this crazy thing, scheme together." That's a prequel movie I want, where it's just them yeah, in a them. room getting drunk. So <laughs> much coke, just a mountain. We're like, no, it's going to be fine. So here's what we do. M- wipe your mind. It goes. It goes. All your mind goes. Sharon Stone, you want to marry her? Like, you know, like, uh, like what kind of a writer. job should you have? Yeah. Ironside's like, that's my wife. Yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Right, right. There's like the alternate, like, perspective of this movie mm-hmm. is that it's like, it's about Kohagen's, like, Heaven's Gate. <laughs> like, this was his grand folly. Yeah, right. And he was like, this is the great one. This is the one I'm going to be remembered for. All of this to figure out like who the fucking leader of the mutants is. Right. Like it's like yeah. kill a bunch of mutants. Just I shoot him. Yeah. Like what this, how hard is Marshall this? Bell's always there drinking beer. Like you know what I mean? Like round those people up, open their shirts and be like, that's Quato. <laughs> right. But of course it's, we found out at this point that Benny's a turncoat. Mm, yeah, sad. not this Benny. Not, not this Benny. Our Benny is constantly by our side. But Benny the cab driver. Yeah, he has four kids to feed. Ah, he's not even. He married. forgot about one, and he also was revealed at this point that he's a, a mutant. Yes, yes. And no, first he right no first he reveals that he's a mutant. He's like, I want to yeah. help you. And he but has they're a like, weird you arm. can't let this guy. I like in. his arm. Yeah, the right. arm is really it's great. like a crab person arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very crab unsettling. People. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then and then he triple crosses. Then he's like, like actually, I'm a mutant who's with Ronnie Cox. And the triple cross, what he said, you kind of mentioned the line for a second, but it's very odd because, yeah, he's at the start like, oh, I got five kids to feed blah, right. blah, blah. And he says four. It's like, what happened to the fifth kid or whatever, right? And then he has that line, I'm not even married. I'm not even married. It's like, very well, odd thing for 2084. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you talking about? And Mars. <laughs> like, come on. This turncoat mutant would not have children out of wedlock? What? Stop. <laughs> He's a Catholic turncoat. He's still got values. He's got values. Uh, yeah, there's, so there's this whole scene after the sort of conversation with Arnie on the video screen uh-huh. where Benny's driving the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cars with the big drill on the front. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to bring Krang back into this. You got to yeah. get back to the Technodrome. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, you know that thing? Yes. 100%. And he's like, I'm going to drill you with this. Maybe shoot him like mm-hmm. with it a gun. Definitely looks like something created by a toy company. <laughs> yes. And be like, can you please write this into two episodes this season? And then Arnie kills him with a giant drill. Yeah, he like, says, screw you. Screw you. Screw you. Oh, yeah. it's Which, so good. Uh, one comedy point. It's a little sweaty. Mm-hmm. I give it five. <laughs> okay. That's generous. Sweaty. Ben's cool with it. Hey, yeah. And, that's, sure. and then after that is when he finally kills uh, Ironside. Right. Yes. It's a horrific death. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's really great. good. It's, yeah. Mikey. It's the elevator and he's holding on to his leg. Oh. And actually, like, I believe Ironsides can go like five rounds with Arnold. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I kind of I I agree. It. You he's know what a mean? scrapper. That's I the agree. thing. That's like, the thing. He's, yeah. he's not big, but he's cutthroat. And you're just yeah. like, this guy's got no quit in him. He's going to play dirty. If you try to punch him, he will bite you because his mouth is open. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his mouth is always open. Yes, exactly. Oh, he's trying to save time. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's not necessarily that he's like super strong like no, Arnold. No, no, he no. just gets hard off of pain and right, feeling right, pain. Right, right. Not giving out the pain, but right. feeling it. Like, yeah, fucking kick me. In the That's balls, a superpower. Is he wants yeah. to be kicked? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. He's sort of unstoppable in that yes. way. Because even Ronnie Cox doesn't like him that much. Even he's <laughs> no, like, he really does. This guy's a little much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, this guy. He wasn't in it. Fuck that yeah. guy. Right. And then the last twenty minutes of the movie are just them going. <gasps> yeah, there's a lot of breathing. Well, he, he very cleverly realizes that he can do a live long and prosper and fit his hand onto the uh, mm-hmm. the activator. That shouldn't be a thing that works. Yeah, no, it looks like a fingerprint reader. He yes, does yep. not have an alien hand. Maybe yeah. Benny's hand. The grooves are it. totally different. Yes. Oh, that's what he should have had to do, right? He runs Get back Benny's to the hand. drill car, rip it right off of his corpse, <laughs> yes. and go and flap it down that right on it. And uh, Verhoeven was like, no, too violent. Yes. No, 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 no. You can't be ripping people's arms. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> um, but he activates it, and no one really knows. It's like the Omega 13. No one knows what it's going to do. Right, right. And, uh, but then suddenly the air starts coming back to the, to the people of Mars. Mm-hmm. But it takes a while. It takes, takes a while, while. And as you said, they're 15 minutes of him and Rachel Dakotan. <laughs> there, there has to be a point when your face turns into a cartoon that it can't come back. I don't care when the, like, you know what I mean? I like, agree. Uh, yeah, it's like, not, like, it should have after effects. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Your eyeballs are your still bleeding. Your eyes are half out. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, I know, I know 100% that the shot is just the earlier shot reversed. Mm-hmm. But that shot where his bulged eyeballs go back into <laughs> yeah. his skull yeah. is gorgeous. It's unbelievable. I really... I, I love this movie. I, I enjoy all the crazy violence. I do struggle a little bit with the uh, the bulging eyes. It just goes on for effects. so long. It goes long. on for so long. Mm-hmm. So long. And, and we, then Ronnie Cox dies in the same way. Right, and, yeah. right. We have him earlier do it. Yeah. The two of them there. And we also had at the beginning in the earlier dream sequence. Yep, so right at the beginning. we've seen the gag at this point. They yeah. liked that gag. Yeah. They spent and they, yeah. I mean, yeah, you pay for a fucked up looking puppet like that, man. Right. I mean, you're going to get your money's worth. Three of them. I mean, come yeah. on. But then finally the system boots up uh-huh. and then Mar- just starts looking like Connecticut. Blue skies, all the red <laughs> right, is and gone. And he's like, 
I had this crazy thought. Maybe this is a dream. Probably not. Don't worry about it. Like, that's it. Let's make out. <laughs> they kiss and it fades to white. And yes. Verhoeven gives himself a lot of credit for the fade to white because oh, really? he felt like it was more sort of uh, ambiguous than uh-huh. a fade to black. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Well, I mean, it's like a, a, a brighter color. It's yes. white. It's like waking up, yes. perhaps. Yes. You know? Yes. And the top is still whatever the fuck, you know, that movie. <laughs> I think that's the, that's what that movie's called? The yeah. top whatever the fuck is. Yeah, the top whatever the fuck is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so this movie was crazy successful. Huge hit. They, they uh, talk about in that DVD. Ebert loved it. Gleiberman loved it. Janet Maslin said that it was disgustingly violent. Mm-hmm. But, but that for, sounds about right for Jay Maz. Yep. For yep. Hoven's in a pocket now where he's making these movies where even like highbrow critics are like, fuck, I, he's good. I, I shouldn't like this yes, movie. Right. Yeah. But the guy's a craftsman. Like he knows what he's doing and there's like some smarts at play here. Um, they talk about in that documentary on DVD that they like had put so much money into this movie and Schwarzenegger was such a big star, but the concept was kind of like complex for that period of time and mm. hard to sum up in a trailer. And the awareness was like really low, like six, eight weeks before yeah. the movie came out. No one knew about it okay. uh, when um, there was more sort of long lead press for films. And they just did like a blitz and spent a crazy amount of marketing in the last two months and got the awareness up to like 95% mm. and then had this massive opening weekend. This movie was kind of a cornerstone in like the, like front loading. the shift yeah. to like the huge last minute marketing push towards the huge opening weekend and yeah. making a movie feel like an event just through omnipresence. Like it was just Schwarzenegger, yeah. Total Recall, a picture of Mars. I remember the, I remember the billboards. Like I yeah. didn't even, it's just yeah. his head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was his head and the planet behind mm-hmm. him, and you it was know, just like Schwarzenegger's going to space. That's all you need to know. But it's also fascinating. This is like this made you know Buku bucks, and this is like a hard hey, R. Hey, big big hats off to you for Buku. <laughs> I always am happy to hear Buku bucks. Sure, man, it's great. It's a great term. But like to think about it, like we were so scared of that until like what fucking. Deadpool came out yeah. last year and it was yeah. like, oh yeah, hard R things can be mega successful again. Yeah, we right. don't have to dumb things down yes. uh, to get that PG-13 to get people in the seats. And and that's the crazy thing about Schwarzenegger was he was this huge movie star and he was very popular with kids and he was mostly an R-rated actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, even totally. Terminator 2, which like you can slam it for being more family friendly. It's still an R-rated movie. Oh, it's, a hard, it's a hard R. Yeah. You know, it's a hard R for children. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole appeal to Schwarzenegger was he was like the thing that was it made you feel like a grown up if your dad let you watch a Schwarzenegger yes. movie. Yeah. yeah. You know? That movie is also kind of brilliantly constructed that way too because you yes. can kind of show that movie to a kid and it's fine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, no one's childhood right. is going to be ruined because they watch T2. Right. 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 Very right. true. My childhood wasn't ruined, for I, example. Neither was mine. Who could say? Yeah, I wonder if the twist would have been more <laughs> explicit. Like, if it would have a hard twist ending if it was like 95. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the mid 90s we were obsessed with, like, sure. they, oh, yes. oh, 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 it's a movie. How? What's the twist? What's yeah. the yeah, Why yeah, am I going to yeah, go yeah. see a movie if it's not a twist ending? <laughs> right. So I feel like if this movie's made seven years later, it's like, and then at the end, it is actually a dream. You know what right. I mean? Like, or I think they would have spent more shoe leather setting up the is it isn't it right. yes mm-hmm. which I love that this movie is just, just like just fucking just watch exactly. it it's it fun matter. enjoy fun. it right. Right. Yeah. you like accept the is it a the dream te- is any movie a dream fuck you right. <laughs> you're a dream right and I think the key move is that mom's like, a dream the, mo- <laughs> the movie's a straight line right like it yeah. just keeps on fucking moving yeah, yeah, and moving yeah. forward and getting more and more extreme but even yeah. at the beginning it's so hyper real just from the casting of these two main actors that's like the early shit isn't any more believable than the later shit. <laughs> nope. So, right. like, you just have to buy the whole thing, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, 
I think it's a good movie. We're going to play the box office game. Yes. It won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Just wanted to point that out. And did it win a makeup Oscar? No. I don't think there may there may not have been one of See, that. I think this might have been a film that won an honorary. No, won an honorary visual effects Oh, Oscar. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, right. And there wasn't a category that. No, year. actually there was. Dick Tracy won it. Weird. Oh, wow. So it won a special commendation? It won a special visual effects Oscar. Uh, because I a guess there was no visual effects category that year. And, you know, sometimes oh, they would do that. makeup was Dick Tracy. Makeup oh, gotcha, winner gotcha, was gotcha. Dick Tracy. Cyrano de Bergerac and Edward Scissorhands were the other two nominees. Weird. Cyrano, I mean, he's got a nose. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Whole makeup nomination <laughs> is necessary. Uh, all right. So it opened. We're, the, this is the box office game, guys. We're going to guess the box Griffin's going to try and guess the box office. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other movies at the box office. Of June the 1st, 1990. Wow. Middle of summer. Yeah. Uh, it opens to $25 million. Huge It, it, it made yeah. two, uh, no, that's uh, adjusted. Fuck that. Uh, it made like $119 million, something like that. So let's like, I mean, uh, this is 1990. Mm-hmm. 1989 Batman, I think it's the first movie to do 40 opening weekend. Damn. So like 25 is still like upper echelon. That's yeah. a big that's deal. Like, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um. Yes, so it made 119. Okay, so number okay. two is the third part in a trilogy of movies. It ends here. Come on. It ends here. Come on, because you think you know it already? Yeah. 1990, third part in a trilogy that ends here. I'll say this one's easier than the fucking next one. <laughs> really? <laughs> and it's, I, I you think this it. is a gimme? I don't have it. I think it is. Yeah, I do. It's, it's an action franchise? Uh, oh, 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 it's Back to the Future Part 3. Bingo, guys. Yeah. Good job. I was like, the Godfather part three? <laughs> like, I really did. Same, I believe that is 1990. Yeah, Back to the Future part three, which is, you know, kind of a flop. Like, low-key. Yeah. It made Does 85. Right. Yeah, you know, not mm. great. Because the first does, I mean, it's still like, like a lot of money by today's standards. Are you, know, you like, talking final domestic or uh, worldwide? Domestic. Okay. Domestic. We stick to domestic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what was the final domestic there? 80, to, by Back to the Future yeah. 3, uh, $87 million. Yeah, which is like still profitable and no, big. It, it, like way more than it. The first budget. one does like way over 200. The yeah. second one does way over 100. There's like yeah. diminishing returns. Yeah, it's, the, it's the third time you're asking this of people. Right. Uh, you know. There also is that weird thing where it's like Back to the Future 1 is like a movie that uses time travel as means to an end to tell this like story about like what if you were the same age as your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Back to the Future 2 leans in and is like what if it's just fucking we investigate all the notions of time travel. Uh, right. Back to the Future 3 is like, Bobby Z wanted to make a Western. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like it's big time. so small in ambition. <laughs> but they just, they and they don't have any bones about telling you no, that. No. Like right. they straight up will be like, yeah, I don't There's know. I love Westerns. One we want to do. It. Yeah. It's great. We want to put Christopher Lloyd in a cowboy hat. And that's it. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three uh, is a new release this weekend as well. Okay. Um, it's based, uh, <laughs> it's an action comedy. Uh, with the title uh, based on a Leonard Cohen song. The title is a Leonard Cohen song. I just like that fact. I'm your man? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, it's got two Sisters major stars, male, you know, a man and a woman, and like the poster is like their first names. It's like blah and blah, as if it's like we've been waiting for them to be together. It's not Bird on a Wire, is it? It's Bird hey. on a Wire. Yeah. John Badham's Bird on a Wire I, with... Mel and Goldie. Mel and Goldie. That's how I remember it because that's yeah. that was always a weird video box that was just yeah. like, were we all waiting for Mel and Goldie? We and were a waiting. Great, uh, supporting performance from Stephen Tobolowski in that movie. That's really? right. I've never yep. seen that one. Yeah. Bill Duke, David Carradine. Oh, great Bill Duke, Duke man. Nice. I Oof. fucking love Bill Duke. Nice little yeah, character man. actor. How was it Bill Duke in Total Recall? What? That's a great Come question. On. Did yeah. they have a falling out? Maybe. Fuck. Maybe. I hope that didn't happen. 
I hope they're still friends to this day. Are you kidding me? So, someone <laughs> tweeted the other day. I mean, by the time this comes out, it will have been 15 years ago. <laughs> that tweeter's right. dead. But someone tweeted the other day, uh, like in the 1980s, the way you wrote character development was that one guy in Predator's whole thing is just that he's always shaving. <laughs> yes, yes. Like that's like Bill Duke's bit in that movie is yep. the stages yep. of yep. where yep. he's at in his yep. shave. Number four uh-huh. is a romantic comedy that opened in March. So it's been out for three Ooh, months. It's made $125 million. It's going to make $50 more million. Ooh, it just hangs out all year. It was the like biggest movie of the year. It was the number one movie of the year? Oh, it's Ghost? Make me look it up. It's Ghost? No, it's not Ghost. It's not Ghost. Okay. A two-hander, I, I presume. Most romantic. It's a two-hander. Or two-handers. It's a rom-com two-hander. No, Ghost was the number one movie of the year. Good call. Okay, well, and mm-hmm. Home Alone was the number two movie of the year. And this was number three? Yeah. It's a big romantic comedy, mm. 160. Did these two actors do another film together? Yes, they do. Is it a Hanks and Ryan? Nope. <sighs> Interesting. Mm-mm. I know what it is. Mm-hmm. It is Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Vicky mm. Gear, Julie Roberts. That's right. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yep. That's uh, a Disney film. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever, Touchstone or whatever it was. But yes. uh, isn't that funny to think about? That's, that's a big deal. That was a big deal for them that they were like, hey, look, Disney makes movies about uh, sex workers now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that are very realistic. Right. It's, it's still, that movie follows the exact classic arc of a Disney movie. <laughs> it just has different outfits. I think Rob is dead in that movie too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, truly. She's like a Disney princess yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. No, yeah. There's also five. that talking rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is... Uh, a comedy starring okay. one of the big comedy actors of the era uh, that I swear to God, the pitch is just like, what if this guy had this job? I, I, I just don't know. How, I don't know there how were, to fucking describe this too movie. many of those. Right? Exactly. <laughs> they were like, I don't know. Fucking Eddie Murphy. Like, Which, you know, uh, that was replaced the, the in the 2000s. Agent, you know, like. <laughs> that formula was replaced in the 2000s by what if Will Ferrell played this sport? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. That's what that became. Yep. What if this guy had this job? From the 90s, is one of the big stars. It's not Eddie Murphy, I assume it you is not. use that as a, a funny example. It's a white man who has a job he should not be holding down. <laughs> I don't know. No, he, he should be holding it down. He's wearing a suit with a tie on the cover, and he's kind of going like this. <laughs> I'm really narrowing it down, right? He's got a mustache. He's got a mustache. Uh, do you need more clues? Annabella Shura and Fran Drescher are in this movie, as is Lori Petty. Your favorite tank girl herself. Uh, film was big, not a success. A comedy star, so directed was, by Ronald Roger Donaldson, the famous okay. New Zealand director. Yeah. So where where is this in in this comedy star's career? Uh, I guess you know he's hot. He's hot, hot, hot. Uh, but this one doesn't no do well. Has he passed? Real his, is he one. past his peak? I, no, or does he still really. have glory days ahead of him? He's got he glory days ahead. Stereotype of this job. Sure. Right? It's kind of a tough clue, but yeah. Oh, oh, oh. If you oh. get this, I'm my mind is blown. Is it Cadillac Man? It's oh, Cadillac wow. Man. Wow. Starring He is making that expression in the poster. <laughs> he totally is. And the mustache and yes. living up to the job. Yeah, okay. I will show Good you. Clues, uh, Good clues, The poster is a bunch of But like isn't that literally it's just like yeah. what if Robin Williams <laughs> Was yeah. a car salesman. That's the movie you're gonna go see. <laughs> yes. You got me. Yeah. Uh, like and like, is the bit just like car salesmen? They're jerks. I think, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we done? Like, yeah. let's make the movie. Yes. <laughs> Tim Robbins, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's your top five. Uh, yeah, other movies you got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is a huge hit of the year. Was the mentioned. biggest independent film of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. which is a great movie uh, that I love dearly about a nerd who goes to a submarine. <laughs> uh, he's so nerdy in that Working movie. title. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe versus the Volcano. Ooh. Oh, so there was a Hanks and Ryan in that. <sighs> that's true. Yes, they're, uh, they're least successful effort. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're done. Uh, we did it gentlemen thank you so much for being on the show of course thanks so for having much, us so much hope you fun. had fun, fun. it was fun nice to talk-, talk about a movie are we gonna say the same thing a good movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> good fun movie well I'll uh, leave you with this uh, they just greenlit a Murder on the Orient Express sequel how Fuck. to be written and directed and starring Kenneth Branagh really he yeah. got that congrats to him <laughs> wow. That's, that doesn't so don't worry guys you'll have material for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is it gonna be a Murder on the Nile uh, Death on the Nile that's what that they do correct. in the fucking end of the movie oh really wait they have a fucking post credits Teaser yeah, for someone Death literally, on the Nile. It's it's the last lines of it's the like film. The someone comes up someone, to him. like the Niles call. Uh, are you Hercule Poirot, sir? Uh, no, no. Uh, Hercule Poirot is on vacation. Like he oh, he does that, God. and he's like, "But why do you ask?" And he's like, uh, "There's a uh, uh, um, death." <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's he, what he fucking says. Does he says. flip it over and it's a fucking card of the Joker yes. on it? It's yeah. a postcard from the Nile. Yeah. He says, there's been a death on the Nile. Uh, a flair for the theatrical, like you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but he, do, he does say there's been a death on the Nile. That yeah. Dude, we gotta go see this movie immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to see it. I was sick. Uh, like fighting a cold wanted to be in bed but uh-huh. I had to do a, a comedy show with my, my sketch team Nipsey at the uh, UCB theater and uh, it, there was a three hour chunk of time between our tech rehearsal and our show mm-hmm. and I was like I don't have time to go home and take a nap I need to do something maybe I'll go sleep in the theater that's how I saw Smoke and Aces truly <laughs> so I was like matinee mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay $8.75 to see Murder on the Orient Express that's and the way I, you do it if I don't like it 30 minutes in I'm writing this off as a nap and that's exactly yeah. what I did I saw the character introductions I saw Perot solve it and I saw that ending I have no idea what happened I think you Johnny Depp getting stabbed over and over again I saw his introduction and that's when I said nighty night <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right. saw him doing a lot of business and I said fade dodo I need to see it I'm gonna, I'm gonna you, movie pass hey, that can one can I tell you something <laughs> definitively you do not need to see that movie <laughs> oh I need to board the Orient Express Board the one driven by Lumet. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank thanks you so for coming, guys. Listen, oh, we hate movies. Yep. Yeah. What the hey? You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Patreon as well. Hey. Uh, hey. Yeah, hey. You know, just, yeah. Talk about Boku Box. That's, that's <laughs> something. That's yeah. something. That's something else. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Agreed. Uh, thanks to Ange for Gouda for our social media, Joe mm-hmm. Bowen and Pat Reynolds for our artwork, Lee Montgomery for our theme song. Uh, and and as always, don't don't make the three boobs that good. It's fine if they're okay. That's it's actually better if they're okay. I need to pee. All right, great, thank you. <laughs>